want to know what a zero wrote in his family's receipts. There's no fucking money. You're supposed to be earners. That's why you got the top tier positions. So each one of you go out to your people on the street, crack some fucking heads, create some fucking earners out there. You're here. We're back. It's the top of the year. We're sorry for the wait, but we're not sorry for the wait. Welcome to Good Earners. <laughs> <laughs> Reviewing the Sopranos, where we talk about family, finessing, finances, and feelings in the world of Tony Soprano, bringing you a new perspective, a fly perspective, and a black perspective. Now, some listeners wanted me to apologize for us not recording a week or two ago by the time y'all hear this. And I replied, if that's what it takes. So we're here to bring y'all back into Good Earner Season 4. Spike Lou, Rich, how y'all brothers doing, man? Great, man. Great. Got to relax for the holidays. We're back in motion. Mm-hmm. One, of the, mm-hmm. one of the funnier episodes of this series. So I'm ready. I've been ready for this one. 100%, man. Yeah, we we originally was gonna, we planned on recording this a, a few weeks back. Uh, so the buildup and preparation for it, man, I'm ready to start talking about it. We're officially, it's crazy to, to think about this. This is episode 43 of The Sopranos, man. We are officially at the halfway, halfway point, point of the series. Oh, wow. Uh, what an episode to be discussing at that halfway point, man. So uh, I'm looking forward to this, man. And, and having really rapid, as we know, before we even started pressing record, we got a good 20, 25-minute combo, man. This mm-hmm. feels good to be talking to my guys, man. Yeah, man, guys like these. Uh, I do want to correct myself because last week, I believe I said I have had three just another envelopes in a row. For some reason, I had an Uncle Junior memory and forgot that on no show, <laughs> I had I called it a good earner. So I stand corrected. It's not three uh, just another envelopes for somebody that's yelling on the phone like you didn't say that on the last episode. So uh, we we back and we're good. So I, I just want to correct myself because I seem to have forgot some things there. Uh, but Spike Lou, what episode are we reviewing today? Man, episode is, excuse me, this episode is season four, episode four, titled The Weight. And what's going on is things with New York and Jersey really starting to heat up. Johnny Sack has heard way too many jokes. Tony tries to find out who the big mouth in the crew is that spilled the beans to John. Metal has a change in career plans. Tony and John simultaneously have to put plans in place. Carmine doesn't want to lose the espionage, but John won't back now. Ralph has a really close call in South Florida. This is season four, episode four, The Wait. And we jump right into things. At the Bonita One Bar, we see Johnny Sack. Um, I guess he's talking to one of his, uh, I don't know, underlings, underbosses, capo. I don't know what it's, one of his captains, I guess, I'm assuming. And uh, he notices, what? You talking about who Johnny Sack's talking to? Yeah. That's uh Joey Peeps. I thought that was him, but I didn't want yeah, to jump Joey out there. I wasn't sure. Joey Peeps. Yeah, that's the you know his driver bodyguard. Yeah, that's Joey Peeps. That's his first. This is his first episode. Okay. Okay. Cool. So Johnny Sack is talking to Joey Peeps that bit uh Bonita One, and he notices these guys over here laughing. And I guess we find out that he's a part of Ralph's crew and he and while the dude guys are laughing, Joey Peeps brings up that Jenny used to be a dancer. 
<laughs> and he said, "Yeah, a ballet is yeah, true." Ballet. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, y'all! Uh, I just gotta ask, and y'all give uh, whatever. This is gonna be one of those type of episodes. But like, does Johnny have reason to be this paranoid, or does this speak to a certain trait that we're learning about Johnny? I think he got reason to man. Y'all niggas over here in Jersey, y'all niggas ain't even my equals in Johnny eyes. Y'all over here, Kiki and Kakan laughing about my wife. And I'm not sure if this is in Jersey or they in New York. They're but New even York, more man. so, they in New York, right? So it even like more so, even more so, you over here on my side of town, Kiki and Ha Ha. Nigga, like, oh. yeah, I, I do feel like that Johnny has the right to be paranoid, especially with what he knows as far as the joke. Mm. Oh. Yeah, because it's more so, it's a little bit of a mixture of both, Mo. He has the right to do so, and he's Johnny, when he's when his mind is set on something, it's set on. We see that later this season with a move that he tries to make. Um, hmm. He feels slighted, man. He feels disrespected, and that's his wife. Johnny's, as we like to joke, he's from the old school, Janice. Yeah. Um, he there they and he's mentioned it this episode. We don't play that game. We don't do that shit. Uncle Junior said it, man. Some class your generation has. Like we don't. I don't play like that. Some people joke. I don't joke like that. Don't mm. not my wife. And we always talk about how brilliant the show is. They planted these breadcrumbs when in season three. You know Johnny comes to the bottom being, and they after that when they made when they was talking greasy what's about so Jenny, talking greasy. Yeah, what's so funny? Like so he knows. I'm tired of y'all Jersey niggas laughing every time my wife be brought up. Because just the fact that the fact that Joey Peaches brought up his wife, he made it made him think like, "Yo, is this nigga laughing?" Like, and, yeah. and I don't know if anybody's been in that where you mentally are just like, "This nigga laughing at me." Like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just take it there. Yeah, I got yeah. something. It, it pays <laughs> off later rule. too, because it, it it's not that she. Well, we'll get to it later, but it pays off. It's not that she's just fat and like she. And that that's her just being lazy. Like we show later that you know she's going through a whole thing. So him being at home with her, experiencing that, probably makes him even more paranoid. Because you know niggas probably think like she's just a fat ass. But per se, she's thought you wanted the Atkins. And I can't wait. I got so <laughs> many questions when we get. It has to that a lot point. to do. Yeah, because it has a lot to do with this episode. Is really uh, uh, putting a mirror in society's face, looking at all the double standards between men and women. And the life. Um, I think we mentioned it on the episode before. There's a certain, when you think of mob guys or how the way they think, their wives look a certain way. Their gumars look a certain way. Um, they obviously obviously have to have certain qualities to be a wife. Um, but you still imagine them to look like, you know, slim, fit, you know, whatever the case is. Not the of the same. world. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't imagine that. And, you know, and we talk about one of the most more admirable things about Johnny Sack is how much he does love his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Bobby, the only two that love their wife like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, yeah. Thanks. So, yeah, man. It's a, but I think what puts Johnny in line or gives him justice is he knows that this shit is true. It's not like he guessing and it's on a whim. He know from Paulie, even though he can't say. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas making jokes behind my back about my wife? Mm-hmm. Oh, nah, y'all got me fucked up. A room full of wise guys. Who do you think I am? Like, who yeah, y'all who niggas y'all think y'all, t- yeah, who y'all think y'all playing with, bro? Yeah, yeah. Some shit you let slide, and then the other shit, as soon as it's on site, like, nah, as soon as I see you, we addressing this. Like, it wasn't even like a quiet joke that you and one individual said, and that individual came and told me. You did it amongst wise guys. 
And even funnier, like the Sopranos opened up a scene with that. Like it was like the tail end of the joke. And then we just move on. Like it's like that's the funniest even edit almost like to just drop us right in. You know, speaking of 98, you know, I mean, 98 pounds, you know, it's just like crazy. But by far, one of the most disrespectful things like. Dog. Johnny Sachs, Johnny Sachs, <laughs> he pulls up on the op, as the young kids call it. He pulls up on who he, so, so to speak, thinks is his op laughing at his wife, Jenny Sack. Starts putting paws and feet to this gentleman, and then he urinates on him. Let me buy you a drink. Oh, man, bro. I, I, when people spit and pee on people, it makes my blood boil. I don't know why, but it makes my blood boil. Like, whoa. Yeah, if, I've, been, I've been binging a show called Nip Tuck. And it's, oh, yeah. you, you seen that before? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. You, they have a scene similar to like this where one of the characters get pissed on, but it's it's even more disrespectful than this if you can get, like, if y'all are fans oh. of Nip Tuck, man, it is, it's probably one of the wildest TV scenes I've ever seen. Wow. I tell y'all, I, I won't still in there? Yeah, it's getting bad though. I'm trying to push through the end, but it's 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 it's. it's I got out of the other show, y'all. <laughs> I got out of there. Which one? Uh, um, Oz. I got out of there. I, I tried. I, I, knew you just, I, knew I tried. I, knew I had to you get, put I that like, down, bro. Yo, like it's just I ain't too even picking up that Oz. Nigga. It's too much a prill crew, bro. Just too much. Yeah, man. yeah. Man. Like, all right, we get it, but come on. I almost stopped watching Snowfall for that. Like really, oh really they, yeah, they almost lost. They probably almost lost. Stopped, a, yeah, they almost lost me with that. Ooh, oh, wait, oh, that, that scene was, right yeah, there, that was crazy. That shit was terrifying, nigga. That was man. that was worse than a scary movie, bro. <laughs> like, oh man, oh man. Like that's why I said, <laughs> man, they had to hear him get him off, and he had to go back over there to the Cedric show Please. and yeah, keep that image clean over there, because <laughs> like, bro, I know they were looking at him like, yo, this is the scariest black man in that life nigga, right now. Cordell was a monster, nigga. That's that that Jesus. Yeah. Who's worse? I know we only got it for a little oh. clip, and we'll move on. But him or uh, <laughs> your boy from The Wire? Uh, I ain't never watched The Wire. Oh, oh, oh! You talking about Omar? No, not Omar. Uh, your boy Chris. What about him? Who's worse? Oh, about Cordell or, or Chris? Like just. Oh, uh, I mean, just who's more Cordell terrifying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just what Cordell did. Like Chris is a more right. menacing figure. Well, we get more. Cordell of him, was like, it was unnecessary. Yeah. Like Chris is menacing, cause, but you know the job he about to do. Cordell, that was yeah. unnecessary. That was like oh, that's the scary what part. Is, what is yeah, going that's the scary on, part, Yeah, like I'm going to be. If we had more time with him, bro, he would have been worse than any villain on Snowfall by far. I don't. Care. Oh, absolutely. Like a that's dude like that. that in the hood, like he was like 2020, whatever Debo, like crazy. Right. Real quick, Mo, just going to your original point before we move to the next scene. You said it makes you cringe or you know pisses you off every single mm-hmm. time you see this. Mm-hmm. You know me, man. I got to I got to throw a wire reference in there. Big spoiler alert: You never seen the wire. Fast forward ninety seconds. This is a big spoiler alert. Don't blame me for this shit, even though you should have been watched the wire. <laughs> um, in the infamous scene, season three, episode eleven, uh, when Stringer Bell, um. That character comes up. I don't know if a lot of people know. The original script had um, Omar pissing on him. And oh, Idris yeah, yeah, Elba yeah. in real life was like, I don't know. That's not happening. That's not happening at all. Really? Like, went to the writers. Went to Absolutely. Went to yeah. uh, 
David Simon went to the writers like that's not happening at all. And they was like, no, 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 it's not you. It's not you. We'll get a body double. You know, <laughs> I don't, nah. I don't care. Like they not yeah. pissing on Stringer. Like yeah. that's not gonna happen. Yeah, like, you not that I'm not gonna know. Like I don't care about anything yeah. else, but to, to get pissed on, it's mm-hmm. just one of them things. Like I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made me think of what you just said, Mo. Like there's certain things that you was like, I don't care. Fake, yeah, not even fake, nah, real life acting. I don't care, bro. And I'm not getting pissed off. And David Chase would have wrote you up out of there. Like that. That's the difference. Like if that was a character, like I ain't doing that. They would have. He would have gg you up out of there. Like saying oh, I ain't getting. Yeah, I'm gonna write you. Yep, just like this. You gonna die like just like that on the toilet. Yep, that's it. <laughs> like that just like that no epic nothing like uh but yeah uh but yeah so that's that's pretty much the end of that scene johnny Sachs lets out the bodily fluid and pees on one of ralph's guys um we go to a small scene where he makes johnny sack makes it home and we see jenny sack and she's she gets on the weight scale for a moment jenny's concerned about johnny because he got blood on his coat and his hand is that burberry <laughs> I love this episode, man. Yeah, God, this what is what is this the Inquisition now? <laughs> right, like yeah, like and it's crazy because this one a few times you see Johnny Sack's hair messed up, which you rarely ever see. Um, and then also this episode to me feels like there could have been like a uh, sacrimony sitcom. You know what I mean? Like the way this is set up, like obviously it's more gruesome, but like it feels that way because it almost feels like this is the Johnny Sack episode. Just like we have a Carmella episode or we have a, you know, um, a Meadow episode or whatever. So this definitely feels like some like sitcom type of thing in the mob world. Hmm. But not too much to add there unless there's anything y'all thought with that short interaction of him getting home. It's um, always funny how... Uh how the wives just be going for that shit. Even though yeah. they know it's not true, like there's no real question. She she has a couple basic questions, but come on, man, you already know. I like, mean, why do they even ask? That's a good because question. that is a good question. I, I I can understand it. However, when you you see that's not that's not a character for him, and you got blood in your shit. Like, damn, what happened? Because uh, I think that's what she was trying to keep it to a surface. Like, damn, was this something? Simple, and he was like, once he once he said, uh, you know, I had some cognacs, I fell down. You just leave it alone. But it's just always funny when they, ah, you had some cognacs and you fell, huh? All right. It's always funny to me. I just <clears throat> sometimes you see this, you'd be like, I wish I could get this off. <laughs> right. I swear, like the, the ignorant man that I am at moments, wish I could just get off anything just so you'd be like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> ain't never, that ain't never, happen. I ain't never gonna happen. I'm just, I'm just saying the ignorant side of of me. Wishes I could just I'm just gonna throw something out there and you just gonna have to roll with it. Uh <laughs> but uh we go over to Tony, Carmela, and Brian, Carmela's cousin. He's trying to get them uh into some insurance, trying to find a way to move their money, get them planning for the future. Uh what did y'all think about this setup? I mean, Tony they spoke about this, I think maybe the first episode of the season, and now we're seeing it kind of play out. I really didn't take much from this. Um, other than Tony said the words anybody in sales hates to hear. Let me think about it. Like that, that made my like you talking about with pissing and spitting. <laughs> when you deep in sales, that that's damn near make you cringe like that. Hey, okay, let me think about it. That is that's the the last thing that you want to hear. You rather hear no than let me think about it. But um, hmm. that was the biggest thing I picked up from that. Yeah. Um really not much to take here. I would say looking at it from a perspective of Brian's or even Tony, 
I know that I'm not about to sign this. I know I'm not really interested. It would have been better if this was a more casual conversation. Just have him come over for dinner. Let's wrap about it. You know, you got the briefcase out. You over. We over. Oh, need your pitch. Room. Yeah. Yeah. We, we serving tea and coffee cake. Like, it seems like a real thing. Like, you family. I'd rather, I would leave that conversation with, yo, I have no idea if I'm going to do this or not. Carmela's been talking about it. I finally reached a point where I want to hear it out. I just want to let you know, because I know you do this for a living. I'm not guaranteed to do anything. I don't want you to have that expectation. Cause you you talking about let's draw up the papers, which is what a salesman is supposed to do. Um, go ahead and assume the sale. But at that time, like, look, just give me some game. Let me get some knowledge. If we do anything, I, I 100% know it's going to be with you. I just need time to make that decision, which is fair. And I think mm-hmm. it would have been looked at differently versus him coming over on the full pitch, you know, because mm-hmm. he is family. Yeah, I'll speak a little bit more to this because I there's a later scene that. I feel it needs a little more highlighting when we talk about this interaction. So I'll speak a little bit more to this in that scene. Uh, this episode or one of the upcoming episodes? Oh, in this See, episode. Brian, okay. I was like, Brian becomes um, useful, but Tony didn't look at it at that at right now. Yeah, yeah. he didn't realize. Do you, do, yeah. Would you guys be, if you were Tony, kind of suspicious or, or, or worried? Like, why is Carmella needing access to? Because one of the problems was that she wanted access to larger amounts of money. I, I, that's I the reason that she's trying to do this. I think from a from a from a when this episode happens perspective, it makes sense. I try to keep it in that window. Okay. Um, you know, because it's hard because we know the series. But if mm-hmm. I look at this as this is my first time watching 9-11, everybody's unsure of what's going on, what money's gonna be here and there. You in a high, you know, uh, highly volatile business. If something happens to you, we already seen Angie Bump and Sarah. I'm yep. seeing people just be fucked up. So if something happens to you, are we going to be, do I got to lose this house? Let's just get some more shit on paper that I have readily, like access to. Because Carmelo wants a little bit more control for her stake in the marriage. I want something I can touch. You tell me we got this money in these offshore accounts. You transferring cannolis. But mm-hmm. I can't see that. I don't even know how much is over there. You telling me when the time is right, somebody will come to you on some Godfather shit. Like, nigga, what? I need something I can see. <laughs> right. That's true. Good point. Yeah, I mean, um, if I'm if I'm Tony, I'm not looking at it. And like I said, just within where we are in the series, I'm not looking at it like um, Carmela's trying to get over him. You know what I mean? Like, I think that if, if I'm Tony, this is a natural progression. Like, okay, now she's not asking about Meadows money, uh, AJ's possible college funds. Oh, I, we got to get this for the neighbor. We got to pay for this. I, and now she's talking about her future and well-being because of how you're moving. And so for me, I'm not I'm not raising the eyebrow. And plus, it's like we we love Carmela, but the reality is, it's like she's not that clever. You know what I mean? Like if I'm Tony, you're not that clever. Even if I set up something for you to have funds, I will be able to know what's up if you're doing something else. I mean, you had a private investigator. You know what I mean? Checking out Melfi in the first season. So it's like if I want to, I can keep an eye on. You. So I, I wouldn't be concerned at this point. At her asking for money. Like that, yeah, and we we all know, um, and uh, women will agree. So this ain't even crazy. Nothing, nothing. Women want or love more than security, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whatever the case is. Like just that security, feeling secure. That's one of those things. Like you know what, twenty years in, I think you you, you deserve to look at a stock or bond here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then Tony gets a call from Seal, and then we go to the next thing. Um, Tony meets with Johnny Sack. I don't know. Maybe this is Johnny's place of business. 
I guess it looked like a little construction it's, it's, office. It's, it's like his front job. Stuff. Okay, his front job. Okay, this is Remember this that, is well, when Tony went with the dog outside when he was. Are you talking about like girl? Uh, oh, his like that was his. Uh, yeah, born again Christian. Yeah, that one. The girl he was hitting. Barone sanitation. Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his. That's his version of it. His version. Okay, cool, cool. I like that. I like seeing those type of things, uh, just intro- showing us things without saying things. That's the the genius level that the, uh, the Sopranos uh, creators and everything, everyone involved have over a lot of shows. Is showing us without saying it. This is where his place of business. So good pull, Rich. But uh, Johnny Sack tries to paint this different picture of why uh, he worked at God at night uh, at the bar. And Johnny tells Tony about the joke, and Tony immediately starts wondering who said something. What <laughs> What do y'all think about this thing? Because this is very layered from Johnny Sachs. We start to really see his character. We keep alluding to it. Now we're, the layers are starting to be revealed here. I throw it in your court, Spike. What do you think about? everything his behavior at this moment he's going from one place then emotionally switching from that place to another place he actually has legitimate beef okay outside of the joke and again to the writing of this show and, and the greatness we know that ralph is tricky with the numbers from the situation that he had with paulie so now you got another guy saying who's even higher stature than paulie like nah this dude he getting over on me and the amount of money and, and the things that he's doing as far as looting the job site, like we know that these are things that are happening in that world. So he does have a legitimate beef if he would have kicked that guy's ass and because he's a made guy, you know, just I'm getting it Ralph is basically what he was telling Tony. But the emotional part of the 90 pound mole on her ass, that's what really <laughs> throws all of that out of the window. <laughs> and, and it makes it hard for Tony to process what his beef is versus who is this in the crew that's telling it? Like, who's the news reporter? Mm. No, I thought this was a great scene. Mm. It reminds it, it reminds me of a uh, shout out to school, man. School's been catching up another week in the books, man. He's he's loving it. Like he's shout out to school too. He hit us up. Appreciate man. that. School is loving it. But uh, I was talking to him about one of my appearances on when I told the fantasy football story and just to ask another question. Um, and just when that moment when you realize, like, hold up. Something. This ain't about that. And I love that the like you said, you said it's perfect, Spike. He has legitimate beef. You know, this this fucking Ralph's more creative than Spielberg. And we see all that. <laughs> I, love that yeah, I love that line. <laughs> That's my line of the episode. That's my it, line of the episode. More rules than the Catholic Church. <laughs> One of my favorite things about this scene is what do you do? Because everybody's been in a situation where somebody does some shit that's is you're not gonna tolerate. But it's your friend that does it. So you get a little bit more grace. How does that conversation, what does that conversation look like? So you see Tony mad, but Tony's giving more grace than what he normally would. Even Richie, he's a dog, Richie. Mm-hmm. Johnny, like, push one of your dudes and I see you. Even though it's not my guy, it's my guy by extension. This is all about respect. That's what it comes down to. So, all right, you telling me about this sanitation. That's, and then he said it. That's how you handle it? Like, they got phones in Miami. He down there. And then when Johnny said, like, Q cop sucker might end up dead. And Tony had that look like, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> like this just got, there's no way that this is the real beef. Cause this, and I know you. No, yeah, I know you, bro. Like, what's up? <laughs> there's no way you took it there. Right. And just that simple fact of like trying to figure out what are we talking about? 
Um, and then that's when he like Tony's made it comfortable. You know, Tony's a genius, man. Like he he, is, man. he's a genius. Like when it comes to people, man, oh man. Like he he takes a breath, sits down like that. Just hey, man, listen, we go back. Like rap to him because what's going on? I seen how you was treating him at the funeral, all types of stuff. And then he finally broke down. Like you know, you hear what he said about my wife. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, the light bulb went off. I got a bigger problem now. Somebody talking out of shop. Somebody talking out of school. Like I got a leak in my crew and my direct crew. Mm-hmm. Not not a leak to the feds, a leak to another family. Mm-hmm. Like this shit is bad all the way around. Thanks. Um, and I'm guilty. I was there laughing at it too. I should have yeah, been the one to step up and say something. Yeah, exactly. When when I'm I'm glad you said that, Spike, because there's a moment when he's when he when he tells him about the joke, Tony kind of sits back and kind of has this look. Because there's nothing worse than knowing you was guilty about something. The first thing you probably think is, damn, I wonder if they know about me too. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah, or I did they, they know, know what I, I was said? There. Like what was said. And you know what I mean? Who told him? What yep. was, how much does he know? How deep you this go? Exactly. Yeah. Now you're playing defense. It's like, damn, I don't even know the info he got to see and how he got to play it now. And immediately absolves himself. You think mm-hmm. he make a joke like that when I'm around? I didn't hear it. <laughs> like immediately uh, let me get out of here. Yeah. Because he knows. Like, <laughs> As he says later in the episode, it's whoever said this word against yours. Like, I'm not copping the shit. Mm-hmm. You got to put the proof in front of my face. And even then, yeah, believe half what you see. It's me against you it. Right. Right. Yeah, you still wasn't there, my nigga. Like, you Thanks. wasn't there regardless of what you say. What you say, they said they didn't say. You know what I mean? You wasn't there. Like, you didn't hear it directly. Exactly. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. You know what I mean? Uh, but I find it really she works, interesting. She works hard. She works hard. Yeah, hold on, man. Go ahead. He's on the Richard Simmons fasting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, bro, like, this is this Weight is this, like, this is what's so interesting too. It's like Johnny professes his love to uh, for Jenny, like right in front of him. Like, that woman is my life. Yeah, and it's like you don't even see that typically with men that are not in the mob, just your everyday casual men, like kind of professing their love for their wife, like amongst their boys. And I just like, bro, hey, man, that won't change my life. Like, bro, I love her. Like, she the one. Like, you don't even see that often with regular men. So him doing that, being a mob boss, it speaks to his real love for her. But like the the level of like confidence that he has, and like, yeah, I'm confident to say this in front. Of you. Yeah, I know, I know her size. I know this. I know that, and I love her. You know what I mean? Like. It's just it's just such an interesting thing. And then he he uh, he starts to ask about the guy that he whooped up. He's like, all right, you know, you know, I lose my temper sometimes. So we find out that's one of his problems is he has like this temper that is uh, later revealed in this episode from Carmine that says it's, uh, you, you're not you're basically being unreasonable. So he has like an unreasonable temper. So like in this moment, him asking like, okay, did the man have a wife and kids? So that's kind of speaking to the heart of Johnny Sack. Realize like, okay, I am I'm wilding a little bit. So it's just a great little scene between them two. Yeah, and just real quick to piggyback on what you said, it champions. There's a crowd, or even the regular crowd who's in the middle of this. You know, some people might say, oh, Johnny Sack is taking a little too far. I get it. You be upset, mm-hmm. but. And there's another crowd that's hell nah, bro. That's my wife. That's the mother of my children. That's my my boy Chaz, man. Shout out to my shout out to my boy Chaz. Um, one of my favorite quotes of his is, "When you feel disrespected, act accordingly." In other words, nobody can tell you how to act because you got disrespected. Right. You know what I mean? If you got to take it there, exactly. That's your level of disrespect. Like this is my wife, bro. I'm not playing. And, and he speaks to it too here, and this is a good like. What you said, Mo, was perfect because he's talking about the Atkins and the and the fasting 
it's not just that she's fat again as i say it's i'm right here in the battle with her because i love this woman i seen her going through it trying to lose the weight or at least he thought and that's what pisses him off the most like this woman that i dedicated my life to y'all niggas is sitting around laughing about her mm -hmm. oh no y'all got me fucked all the way up so yeah. I, I i'm on the side as rich said of we gonna take it all the way to the mat bro <laughs> like if you, you disrespecting my wife like that, we going all the way, homie. We going all the way. And, yeah. and just real quick, man, I just got this episode, and I would have to sit down and actually do the research. But I will say, when it comes to expression acting, this episode is top tiered. Every Back. scene, damn near, has some everything. Underlying you to, everything you need to know is on people's faces. Yep. Um, even this moment, to me, one of the best moments of this scene. It's when Johnny's like, you know, that kid last night, he was laughing. And Tony's like, about this? And Johnny was so casual. He was like, I don't know. And the I way Tony know. looks back, like, I know. It was almost like the Weebay look in the, in the print shop. Like, <laughs> I know this nigga ain't you. Right. What? There's no way you telling me you put him in ICU and you don't even know if he was laughing what about was this, laughing bro. About. Like, what are you on? Yeah, bro. Tony's look, the look on his face, bro. It's at the, Text. what? Ah, oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. All this from Gabagoo? Uh, we go to Furio and Carbella. Oh my god, dirty backing <laughs> at his finest, bro. <laughs> this guy pulls up to the Soprano house asking, Where's Tony? and she's like, I don't know. He didn't call you, bruh. Please, y'all. One of y'all, y'all brothers of reason. Can one of you guys please tell me how did this happen? Because they're doing everything above board. They're doing this subtle, we talked about work wife, work husband, flirtation thing. But this kind of breaks that wall a little bit. And how do they get to this point? Like, why is he just pulling up? Yeah, like, how do you do it? Because he got to find legitimacy I'm, in. I'm assuming that he was supposed to drive Tony. Okay. And Tony got that call, which was an emergency, and left. Uh, okay. And he was expecting Tony to be there. That was my assumption. Okay. Because I was like you, Mo. Like, what is this nigga just popping up for? That's, he that's, do that. that's, yeah. that's how I took it, too. Because when she, when this scene starts with Tony didn't call you, you know what I mean? Right. So, which makes so me he probably just that, left in a hurry. Yeah, just going, yeah. Because Tony wasn't, he ain't had time to take yeah. you. Um, okay. So, yeah. And, and, and it's just that moment. But still, nigga, wait in the car. Nigga, wait in the car. That's how, yeah, that's yeah. How Spike ain't be. leaving that one. Like, hey, nigga. <laughs> wait in the car, nigga. That's, that's how it should be, man. That's one of them things. It's funny, man. My boy recently um there was a moment like that man we was going over his crib to watch like the thursday night game the Bengals were playing prime time one of those nights and we was gonna go over there um and him and another one of my boys was out getting the pizza and i pulled up he was like yeah yeah you know the, the wife in the crib and i just waited in the car so they got back mm -hmm. and his wife is like my sister it's not nothing like that it's just more so a respect type yeah, of yeah, yeah. it just makes me feel more comfortable mm -hmm. Thanks. You know, if I'm out here, wait, I wait till you get back so we can all go in. Cause mm -hmm. This is your house. Yep. This is your, I don't, yeah, that's just a yep. thing. The yeah. same way if I walked in the crib and another was just sitting there chilling, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's oh, okay. All right. You kind of like put the pieces together while you like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. How you doing? You doing good? It's just some, yeah, it's, it's just right. some, it's, it's just proper decorum, man. It, that's yeah. just how I was. That's how I view life. It's, I'm not knocking. I know everybody got different relationships and, I'm not here to say you got to be one way or another, but me personally, that's yeah. just one of those things where I'm like, nah, that's your that nigga, that's your wife, that's your wife. You see what Johnny Sack about to do about his wife? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> like so, it, that's a Facts. so. I, I would say, um, 
uh, I would say it's a, a direct opposing stories, essentially, even though this the B story, I guess it's kind of about Tony still, but they all kind of wrap into each other really closely. Well, you see the difference of like, I'm not letting anything slide when it comes to Johnny Sack and Jenny versus Tony lets so much slide, so much get by him when it comes to Carmella. Uh, so it's, because that's, it's, I don't think Tony he out has, here living that life though. Yeah. Johnny and ain't. I don't think, I don't think Tony, because most, all right. So we talked about this on the culture garden when we did the preacher's wife episode. Great episode. Like there were moments when, you know, the pastor was telling like Dudley, Denzel's character, you know, take take her take her out dancing, take my wife out dancing. Like, nigga, I'm not telling anybody to take my wife out dancing. Like, no. I don't care if I'm busy or not, we'll reschedule, but I'm not about to give another person permission to take my nah man, that's my job. That's my role. And it's Denzel Washington. I'm definitely not letting this nigga mm-hmm. take my so we see we they've been setting it up even when when the ladies were at the gym and all that they've been setting up that Furio is the the guy around town like mm-hmm. he's that new single eligible bachelor. Tony's not even he his mind the way his brain works his ego doesn't even see Furio as a threat like that's not Denzel to him that's just, nigga this is this is my drive right. no right. way Carmelo would even think about going to him because I'm Tony Soprano so it's also that side of things where it's, it's it says a lot about Tony's personality. That he couldn't even fathom, and they brought it up in therapy. He couldn't even fathom the idea of Carmelo stepping out. Because what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy because Melfi told him like, "No, she'll leave you. You'll never leave her. You'll never leave her." And the fact of the matter is, him looking at Furio because you got to remember like <clears throat> how he looks at Furio. I I picked you up from Naples, bro. You were working for you. It's like, is this Jody? Like that's how he's <laughs> looking at Furio. Like I got this, this Furio, the same Furio that worked for his sister, that couldn't be the boss of his family in Naples. You know what I mean? Like was hopping over the, you know, hopping over the 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 father or whoever because a kid had firecrackers popping up everywhere. Even though I like those are great traits to protect me, but my nigga, you a driver, bro. Like he ain't looking at him any kind of way. Not he look at him non threatening. But what the thing is that he misses out on is the fact that Carmella, like the line later, is a. A very big telltale about their relationship. You, you, it's something about you show your love through money. No, you care. You show love through money or something like that. He fails to realize money is not why Carm is still here. As far as like, because we see the people that she's been interested in. Father Phil. Uh, we talked about the, the the painter guy. You know, the we we talk about the tennis court uh, instructor, and there's probably many more that never been mentioned. She's not really that much into. The high, the big roller, more so than it's just these average Joes that pique her interest and show her attention. So he's just missing this by far, bro. Goodness, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, this she's scene with Tony. Great. I'm sorry. Good. I was gonna say this scene does a great job of showing Carmella purposefully and um, strategically, I would say, mm-hmm. finding something to continue. A conversation like she's purposely asking him about the house and zoning because it's something that we don't have to it doesn't there's a reason for you to come in now i have something to discuss if i need to stop by as we see later on it's because of this like she gave herself an opening to always have some kind oh, of line yes. of communication oh, yes. where it's not just small talk or whatever the case is there's no reason for you to stay in the car because you and i talk mm-hmm. so you can come in that's part of your day now Carmela yep. smart for that pulling out the books and shit Carmela funny bro, bro. Yeah, turn your and mic up a, about, just a slight bit, Rich. I'm sorry. Uh, it's about you. attention, also for Carmelo. 
like those guys that she was falling for, they were showing her attention. The tennis instructor was showing her how to do tennis, to pass the field, come watch uh, films with her. Mm -hmm. uh, even the contractor dude showing her attention on how to fix the house with Carm. And even the reason, like you said, she's with Tony is not for the money. It's the attention that she gets from being with Tony Soprano. Mm -hmm. But Tony is not the one showing her the attention. It's everyone else that does. So puts her on this pedestal because she's dating Tony. So that's what she gets out of it. She's, for lack of a better word, she she's an attention whore. She loves attention. Okay, I can see that. I I don't know if I would say it's at that maximum level, but she's she's definitely there. Like not far off. But bro, doing the get the real estate book and getting point blank ranged so I can smell your greasy hair and your and your breath and your your cologne is crazy. Like you're all up in his grip. Like, bro, when people do that at work, like, I hate when people get up all up on me like that at work. Like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, right here, pointing all over your arm. Like, she is in his, like, it's crazy. Because in my head, she's building this. When I'm, one day I may be free, when she leaves Tony, I'm going to get married to Furio, and this is going to be a part of our story. <laughs> like, the, the slow build, like, in my head, I think oh, she's shit. thinking, like, me, one day I'm going to be free. One day something may happen with Tony. I'm going to have his insurance. <laughs> You know who I don't know if she's thinking that detail, but I'm I'm, I'm making fun. But nonetheless, it's it's a great scene. Um, <laughs> we just get a short scene. Meadows back at school, and she wants to volunteer uh, for with the law program. I guess it's hey, just to show us she's back in school. Go ahead. Yeah, she. Nah, I'm just gonna say, man. Listen, last year, thanks to our help, over a half dozen crack babies were able to listen to a podcast about the Sopranos. Oh, whoa. what's going on right now? <laughs> whoa. You don't remember that line that she said? In this? Oh. You don't remember that line? Oh, that's Elliot's daughter. What she said last year with our help over a dozen crack babies, half a dozen crack babies were reunited with their natural mothers. I texted y'all in a group and I'm like, this is yeah. just the wildest line. Oh, my gosh. What? Oh, I'm okay. Oh, half a dozen crack they babies. They are crazy, dog. They are are crazy hilarious. <laughs> Tony ain't no better when we get to that point either. Like he ain't no better with his oh man. It shows the shift in careers for Metal too. Okay. Before this she was the doctor wanted to be a doctor, but now she's full fledged in the law law lane. Okay. Um half a dozen track babies, man. They wild. Crazy. It is. And it's, it's 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 more funny because People like when you say fucked up shit, you don't even know you're saying. You know, you know, you think that you're being politically correct. <laughs> you think that you're on the side of like allyship. You get what I'm saying? That's not like, like it's not like know? Tony. Nah, it's just not like Tony where you know he doing that shit. I'm here with it. Like this is how I feel. We understand oh, yeah. each other, right, Noah? Like <laughs> right. I'm letting you know up front. This is just you know you can't be out here uh, anyway, man. Let's keep going. This nah, shit nah, is nah, funny nah. to me. It is, bro. It, it's going to continue. Uh, we get Silvio, Tony, and Chris at the bottom being interesting seeing uh, Silvio eating some McDonald's. I don't know. I just found that very interesting for some reason. It was, though. I, I, I found that, that that stuck out to me, too. Yeah, it's like, just eating the fries and shit like that. This is definitely like, product, think, I can't product think Silvio, I can't Silvio see him in the drive McDonald's. That, that's what I was just about to say. To think yeah. him stopping at McDonald's and making an order is is is, is wild. I would have yes. liked to have seen that, honestly. That would have yes. been a good scene. Him, him in the Cadillac rolling down the window. Like, what? Yeah, I just <laughs> let can't me get see a, Yeah, let me get a... Can I get a Big Mac just, with the... That should have been in the... That should have uh, definitely man. been in this episode. It would have fit the tone. 
I would have loved that. Any drive through with any of these guys, I would have loved to see. That's and like problem. I said, let's 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 head on. We also know it, it stands out to us because this episode is doing the great job of showing us that difference, that mm-hmm. double yep. standard. Yes, this nigga man. still here eating McDonald's and shit. Jenny can't just sit out here openly and eat McDonald's eat without somebody looking at her. Look, look, man, I hope that's a diet coke. You know, it's just somebody would be on her ass about that. That's a fact. That's but Seal can do that. Tony can do that. It's just, it's genius. Yeah, it is. Now, all this, of us is on like, why are you eating McDonald's? And this is Eddie. the way you do it versus Christopher, the episode previous. Like, this right, is the right, way right. you get a message across. If you're choosing to say, we're saying something, or anyways, $3.99 a pound. You know what I mean? It, you, it could be however you want it to be. We could, we're saying something, but we're saying nothing. They know, but they don't know. This is the way, this is the soprano legacy in regards to like the messaging outside of the mob element of it. It's like, you know, or you don't know you get it or you don't get it. It has meaning or it has no meaning. Like it, this is the beauty of the show. Like versus Christopher, that episode is just like, no, you're, you're driving that point so ridiculously that it's like, even if we do know, we don't care to know now. <laughs> so I just want to make that point. What was you going to say, Spike? Um, no, I, I was going to let you go ahead and get in the scene because I had some stuff for it. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, so they're trying to nail who told Johnny and why. Uh, they go into the numbers. 15 guys were at the table. And what could they gain from it? I think they're doing a great job trying to create the scene and the investigation of how do we narrow this down? They say, do you think it's Patsy? Do you, and they say, do you really think he's cagey? And I found that really funny because the last episode he was climbing up the pole like a cage match. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's just a stupid little humor that that's I just funny. found hilarious. Like, um, and it's of course Sylvia walks out and Tony asks Chris. So, what do y'all think about this? This is one of the most I don't even know what you call this type of scene, but it's like so interesting to me. I like the think tank. I like that. That, that I got mm-hmm. my top two most trustworthy guys here and we're going to figure this out. Um, I was I, I was interested and I wanted to know more about that conversation and who more they mentioned and why they ruled them out. That would have been a better, more longer extended scene. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was interesting and we may not have seen it and it goes to how Paulie is feeling like he's forgotten about. Like It never even crosses their mind that it could have been Paulie by some third party. Like it never even crosses their mind that Johnny Sack and Polly are talking. At least we don't see it. Like they're just talking about the people in the room specifically. He says 15 people in that room. And then I think Chris's idea wasn't as dumb as uh Tony tried to make it out to be either. About maybe the feds told him to try oh, to start yeah. a war. Yeah. I don't think that was as dumb as he acted like it was. No, a hundred percent, man. It's um I personally, and I think a lot of people love stuff like this. It's almost the reason why people fell in love with a show like Succession. Because we we don't get to see normally what the top of the top discuss and what they talk about. You know, when it comes to business, which we got to remember, they're discussing business. This is their business. Um, you know, most people know the people they see. You know, you walk into the store, you see the salesperson, you see the the clerks and all that. You don't get to see the CEOs. Because they don't do work or they do a different type of work. So part of our job is not necessarily about numbers and, and, and we got to figure, we got to sit here so we can't let this shit slide. We actually have to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. We got to get my two top trusted guys. We got to really try to figure out how this happened and how we can put a stop to this because it really is costing us money. So mm-hmm. let's go through the whole thing. Let's try to figure this out. There's only a few brains that can go through this. 
this ain't for everybody. And that's why it's interesting. Because how do you guys, if you find out the situation, Tony just found this out. I'm bringing it to my team. How do we fix this? And to take a problem and fix it out or fix it by yourself with no blueprint, no training guide, no company manual is very fascinating. Yeah. Um, and also just going back to the to Tony, man, just think when Chris said his thing about Facilios being bugged, <laughs> he said, you know, it swept it swept weekly. And even if they did, there's more interesting things said in there than Jenny's <laughs> Jenny's fat ass. Fat ass. <laughs> like he was he's so frustrated because yeah. he's acting the one way in front of John, but at the end of the day, he knows it's a dumbass problem. And that's what makes it even worse. This is a stupid fucking problem. Yeah. He's making yeah, he made yeah. a dumbass joke and now he's about to he talking about clipping this man over this. Yeah. Do do we think that do we think that if they actually find out who, who was the source, they whack them? Hmm. And the reason I ask is because I go back to season two where they whacked uh, Philly, Parisi, just for talking, right? I was going to say, yeah, niggas got killed for less, B. <laughs> niggas okay. definitely got so killed So definitely for think, less. like, Paul, if they find out it's Paul. It, it, it depends on really who it was. Okay. If if we come to find out that it's Paulie, then we can make it right. Pa- Paulie probably pay a fine or some shit like that. But if it's one of the other like minions, nah, you might be gone, bro. We gonna go yeah, and turn you into Johnny Sack. Yeah, because then it turns into. It really depends on how Johnny Sacks want to carry it. Yep. Because mm, Paulie can yeah. easily be on some. I never said nothing directly. It came up in conversation. I ne- I didn't even know he was going to take this information and run with it. You know, mm-hmm. if he if he probably wants to present it as I never from my mouth to his ear, he put those pieces together by something I said, which I didn't even know what I was saying when I said it. If he paints it in that way, yeah. then maybe you can be like, all right, then you talk too fucking much. You fucking us up by having this, but we're going to let you slide, pay of tax, whatever the case is. If Johnny like, nah, man, he told he came to me with this information. He went out of his way to let me know that this was being said. And he also told me about the. Um, you know, the HUD deal and whatever else was going on. Like, then that's different. Like, now mm-hmm. you're deliberately going against the family. How yeah. can we ever trust you again? Gotcha. I don't care if you go back to Johnny or not. Like, this is, that's bullshit. Right. You don't do that. I find it interesting, too, that uh, the first time I watched this, uh, when Seal walked out and Tony kind of looked at Chris, like, what do you think about him? And he's just like, you know, Tony, you can't really tell. At, when I, my first watch around this was like, why would he even question that? But then my now watching to realize the last two episodes with Seal's behavior with how he was acting about Christopher Columbus Day and in the episode before that, giving Patsy the call on the, the floor tiles, it kind of say, OK, maybe, you know, you're, you're becoming real weird in your old age. You know, so you start to be like, OK, I can kind of see this could be a small window that you voice some frustration. You know, what I mean, so and you didn't really like when I named Chris as like a successor or as the capo over uh uh, over that crew now, so I can see. It's a useless motherfucker too. That answer was terrible. Like, I hate. I hated that, that answer. Was it really useless was. ass answer. You never know. Like nigga, that's what I'm asking you for. What you think? Right, and that's what I was just about to say to your point, Mo. That's exactly I think why you asked him because it sounds so crazy. I want to see if somebody else thinks it's crazy too. Thank the same. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I, I want to ask Chris, and I want Chris's reaction to be what? Still hell nah. That's what right. I want to hear. Exactly. You know, Chris's answer now got me like fuck, man. Like. <laughs> You never know, T. It could be. Do y'all think yeah. that Chris asked him for one of them fries before and he told him no, or he just he just bum rushed his fries when he left him in there? 
Uh, I could yeah. see Chris asking for one, and I could definitely see Seal saying see no. Seal been like, no. Because <laughs> that later scene we asked for that chocolate, you go eat that chocolate over there. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think I think I still think Chris high. Like, I just be thinking he's like at this point they're not going to keep showing us uh, that he's getting high, but that we get these moments, and I think at that moment it's like you're high, you low key got the munchies, but you're trying to play cool. I, I'm about to eat one of these fries. I don't care what he's saying. <laughs> that really was a terrible answer, man. That really pisses me off every time I watch it. Cause useless. Useless. If you're gonna, if you're gonna leave with, the, if you're gonna leave the answer like that, you need to pull up the chair and be like, all right. And I'm gonna say this, but here's why. Like, do I personally think it? No, I don't. But if you look at this, 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 and this, it could add up. I still don't think he did it. But if he were to do it, just don't give me that right. Bullshit, bro. Like, I don't. Bro. As Tony, you should be like, man, you project over, bro. I, I've seen everything I need to see from you. <laughs> And it's you like get back to whatever you was doing. And it's like, who does Tony bring in to replace that? Like, because he don't have anybody else tight enough to be next to him and have these internal conversations. Like, if we say take Chris out because he's too high, we got Silvio, and then who would be the replacement that he could? We would feel that Tony could trust. One of my favorite scenes, Uncle June. Uh, oh, June. The, uh, Uncle June had the best information in this episode. June did I, I have the best, and uh, Hesh. He could ask Hesh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. I didn't see that coming. That was a great pull. That was a that was a three off the side right there. That was a buzzer beater right. There. I didn't see that one. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just. Yeah, Chris is. Uh. Well, I I have more conversation about Chris later. <laughs> uh. But we get Melfi and Elliot. It's good to see Melfi, but I wish we would have got Melfi in a Tony Melfi scene. I just don't. I don't care about the Melfi and Elliot scenes when there's nothing going on with Melfi. I just don't like it doesn't nothing about it resonates for me at all. Um, but they use it for character, you know, driving the character's development forward. And I get it. Uh, but they talk about their kids and specifically Melfi's kid wants to do something else and doesn't really talk to his father anymore since, you know, obviously the employee of the month episode, the, the tragic thing that happened to Melfi. Um, Anything I gather from this this therapy session between Melfi and Elliot? It helps make Melfi more of a real person. We can't look at her as perfect with the how she's helping Tony. Like she can't be the perfect character because I don't think the her therapy would, would register with us as a viewer. Being that we get to see her in these scenes and she's struggling with her kid and, and struggling with giving Tony advice, knowing she's going through the same thing, it helps me with the character. So I do like it, and I like that it was short. We ain't need too much of it. Just get in, get out, boom. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I That's I just think it. they just tied them all together to tie the three kids together. Like that that was it to me. Like it was the, the her daughter, his daughter, Tony's daughter, and her son. Like I feel like they were tied it together, but it never really, it never really uh, produces anything. That's why it bothers me a little bit more with this one specifically. It's like nothing came out. I thought, oh, we're about to create some yes. weird Gloria Trillo, uh, you know, uh, Carmela world's bl- blending moment with the kids somehow in college, but it never really becomes it's a, it's a, it's a It's a sophisticated way of tying it all together um, to what Elliot told Melfi at the end about the parking garage. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Like they tie, they use all of these pieces to kind of bring that point home, um, which is cool, you know, creative in their sense. But like you said, there's no, it's not needed per se. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't add anything past this episode. Yeah. 
But we love to see Melfi. I'm a big fan of Melfi, so I'm glad to see her. Um, Ralph is back. He just get from. He just came from Miami. Yeah, just Yo, came right. back okay. from Miami. His okay. back been messed up because Janice pushed him down the steps. Ah, uh, I think his back been messed up for other reasons. Uh, but now he's back. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Ralph Cimarreto. Maybe it's his medication. It's definitely the medication. <laughs> That's why he he started. You know, he put he put veto all that medication, man. Like it worked for me. It can work for you. Oh, but, man, which shit. brings us to our ad. No, just like. <laughs> Are you having high blood pressure? Is it is it is it coming in the way of questioning your decision making? <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, so Ralph is back, man. Um, and Ralph and Ralph is fly. You know, he's got his what That's is that, that Jay Z clip where he talk about this is Moav. What do you call it that time? This hey, that man, salmon. Hold on, time out, time out. Hey, listen, let me say something, man. Don't don't mention holes when you bring it up, Ralph. Huh. <laughs> Don't, don't bring up no cold comparison when you bring it up, Ralph. Especially right when he pouring a cup of coffee, talking about Janice wanted to pimp me out. Uh, just get <laughs> to it. I, of, go ahead. If you, I mean, if he made big pimping. To, there it is. See, there's a correlation. Able to. <laughs> Ralph is. I mean, Jay Z is Ralph. You're <laughs> Ralph real good. You're real, you're real good at this. Hey. You're real good hey, at this. If man. you're able to, you talked about the facial expressions. Take a look at Vito face. Oh, I gotta see that. Let me see. Well, Ralph is telling the story, mm-hmm. bro. Classic. So where Vito's is this place? Was... I'm sorry, uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna get to that. But where is this place? This looks like their own frequent spot. Yeah, yeah remember there? Like yeah, because remember, we're, yeah, remember Richie had it. Jackie Jr. When, came in here too. Yeah, yeah, Richie. Remember mm-hmm. when they? Uh, yeah, Richie had it at one point when the Bevelaco kid. Remember he chased him out of there. Oh, yeah, this is the spot. Yeah, it's the uh, same spot. So it looks like one. It's it's the April crew hang, and it looks like it's been inherited by Ralph. Ah. Uh, so yeah, but it's man, Ralph is one of those. I've been trying to think about why you would volunteer this information. I'm always fascinated when people volunteer information they don't need to. He didn't. Want I don't to come know. Out. Oh, he's getting hit. Out. That's that's what I landed on. That's what I was land. That's what I landed on, man. I was. Part of me thinks like, what would make them think that this will come out? But the other half is like, just in case it does, let me be sure. Because I can already get my side out of there. Ironically, I can get my side of it out of there and it's me versus her, which we lead into with Tony. It's your word versus his, whoever this person is. So it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. But it's just, Ralph's just a character, man. But and it lets us know how much of like a liar Ralph is too. Like just, just, just his whole existence. Just, you yeah. just a fucking liar. Yeah. Like even in the next phrase with Tony, he tried to say, like, I don't even remember saying it. Tony like, nigga, I was mm-hmm. sitting right there. Like, what are you talking about? Straight up. Vito, Vito had that Vito had that look like he was concerned that his shit was going to start coming up. Like, damn, he, <laughs> the Janice, did you mention anything about me to Janice? Right, right that happened to you too? All right. <laughs> He did yeah. have that facial expression. I'm like, oh, what? That's crazy. Like, survi- like so, sur- boy, surviving Jen is coming soon. I was just, oh, nah, man. Uh, nah, uh, yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, you too? Shit. You too, right. Oh, man, I thought I was the only one. Nah, uh, I, need, <laughs> I need to make a meme with that. But no. Nah. Uh, but getting ahead of it, you got to think, like, with Ro, if Ro was doing these, I... I don't know if Roe was really, I don't think Roe went all the way there like Janice did. You know what I mean? I think Roe definitely was trying to, he was definitely having to do some things, but I don't think nowhere near Janice. That's why I think it was like an exciting transition for him to go from Roe to Janice. And I think 
he understands like Roe is an OG in this space as far as being with, uh, you know, uh, Jackie Senior. So she ain't gonna she gonna keep her mouth shut. She know how it go. Versus Janice, she's been in it from being a daughter and a sister, but she ain't been really in it like that in regards to like relationships with people. She, once she was done with Richie back in the day, she's been you know she wanted to be par body and did her own thing. So she's been, she got a loud mouth, and I got to get ahead of this because I don't know what they Sunday dinners are gonna be composed of. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely understand. I wouldn't do that, but Ralph is one of those sellers. That oh yeah man yeah man she had me you never do believe what she had me man she try to like did they grab you like this or they grab you like this like that's 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 essentially <laughs> that's essentially what it is they put their hands on you. <laughs> what was that from? <laughs> Friday money talks. Okay yeah, yeah uh, money yeah. talks the, the, man. Uh, was it money uh, talks or Friday? It was the first Friday not the too. first nah. one the first one was Friday when you say okay. you grab you like this or you grab you like you this and Nia Long was like oh oh that yeah that was Friday right 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 I think it was the first one it was the first one that shit hilarious I can't wait to do Friday oh man Friday's a good one I yeah if y'all do that sooner oh shit nah but uh but yeah so Tony comes in more Ralph Lyon. Wait, real quick, since we on talk about Friday, have y'all ever peeped? I saw a meme going around. Did y'all ever peep at the beginning that Ezel had the boxes that Craig got fired yeah. for stealing? I yeah. never peeped that. I never peeped That's one of those that. cuts, ain't it? Yeah, like he was running with the boxes and they thought that Craig stole them. It's like, one of those, yeah, it's one of those internet peeps. Like it didn't, yeah. I didn't realize it until the internet came around and started making clips like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh That's shit. Funny. Yeah, it's like the Home Alone thing where they's like, when you realize the cop is the robber. All right. People be like, bro, I didn't even. I got it. Got to catch it. He's the same person. Like, yeah. Ah, uh, people didn't realize that. I don't know what they was on. Yeah, exactly. People yeah, dogging people for not knowing that. But uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing. Uh, but Tony comes in, and pretty much he's giving them game. Like, look, this is what we got to do, bro. You caught up. You gonna call? You gonna make things right with John? That's what we're doing. You know what I mean? He tried to like, uh, like uh, Spike said, he tried to get off. Like, I don't even remember the joke. It's like, bro, knock it off. Stop capping. Like, we ain't going to even do that. Uh, well, the, hold on real quick, Mo. I'm sorry not to cut you off, but that just goes into even before that part. Right when he sat down, Tony, first thing Tony said was, how's Donnie K? I was just asking him about that. Ralph didn't say a yeah, word. What a fucking word. About Had no concern about my, his man that's in the hospital. No, like, how's he doing? No check-in. But he told, he put the sad face on. Oh, it was just terrible. I was just asking him about that. And then he goes right into the, you know what? Honestly, funny thing about that tone, I don't even remember saying it. Like, bro, like you are a fucking liar. Man, it's God, you something, listen. bro. You're a liar and you don't listen. Yeah, but go ahead, Mo. I'm sorry. I just had to. No, you good. The, the, like, first, I, the first slide set all of this up. So I'm like, man, this is bullshit. Like, even when he went, remember, when, uh, what was that last season when, when Tony was, yeah, last season when Tony was talking to Ralph about whacking Jackie Jr.? And he's just like, Tone, man, you, you, you know, I, you know, you're the boss. You know, what do you want me to do about this? He's like, hey, 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 we talked about this. We agreed no. we was going to give up a pass. Yeah, like you try to lie in front of me like you did. You know what I mean? He says, <laughs> Ralph is, man, we're going to move on. But uh, the Ralph era in Sopranos is just a top tier era. There's just not an era like that to me as far as uh, level of excitement, a character that comes in and brings so much excitement, so much conversational pieces just really? wild right you right next level what you all right all right this is a quick sidebar all mm -hmm. right because i was really thinking about 
seasons and just my rankings and things. And I really think it's for me, it's five, five and four. I think five, then four, I can and then maybe six B, three, six A, or excuse me, two, six A. Well, I don't know, somewhere around there. Either way, those my first top three seasons, I think about five and I think about those characters like Phil, like Phil coming in. So I think Phil's in that ranking. I think you got Richie and you got Ralph. And yep. I, it might be Phil for me. Phil is there, but he brings it a different excitement. He brings a like a stale face OG, like he's funny, not trying to be funny. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I, and Ralph is just like a funny character for like the odd reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I give you that. Ralph is one because Ralph like is, everybody odd, knows him. Yeah, he's just an oddball. Like Phil is a better version of Richie almost to me, right? Like I feel like he's a more... I don't know. He just feels more mapped out. But I know we're not there. We always talk about for those that never watch Sopranos, y'all will see Phil and y'all will be excited when Phil comes on the scene. They're like, oh, that's who the Moolies was talking about. But, you know, <laughs> Ralph is definitely for me. It's just when he comes into the scene, he just shakes things up so much because there's so many funny storylines tied around Ralph. Uh, so many but, headaches, man. That's what I think that's what pisses me. It's the headaches, bro. You bring so many headaches. I know you bring in so much money. Mm -hmm. I mentioned this before. Like, you can get away with this because of your income. But at some point, at some point, the Warriors get tired of Draymond Green's antics, right? Yeah. At some point, the shit get old. Mm -hmm. and no matter how many rings you bring in, or no matter what kind of tone you set, you get tired of it. Mm -hmm. And it's just that he just brings that element of a character, man. It's, it's very interesting. But every team, every dynasty, every you know great league has one. Just that. Yeah. You need a Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, I would go. Yeah, I would go with Phil first, then. But Ralph is a close second, though. Okay. Uh, I, I will say that Ralph is a close second. <laughs> Who you think keeping that fat bitch in devil dogs? <laughs> <laughs> man, they going in on Jimmy, bro. Man. Like, oh man, these guys are the worst. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, like, no real sentiment about anything that Johnny was talking about. Like, I he love her. She's balls, bro. Hey, Kyle, slide in his pocket with our hard-earned cash. Who you think keeping that fat bitch in Devil Dogs? Bro, like, wild. Dang. They don't care. I couldn't even imagine talking about a man wife like that. Yeah, man. Come on, man. That's crazy. You're right. Like, just to think about actually doing that, like, every time, like, even when you get to, like, I think what season six, I, I did a clip recently, but like that season six scene with Paulie and Tony on the boat. <laughs> and just like, man, I, hey, when you was downstairs, I seen a whale. Made me think about Jenny Shack. It's like just to set up everything he sets up there. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like, it's like, bro, people catching strays for nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Man, so, man, hey, man, you got to chill on that man, wife, bro. You got seriously, to like, yo, somebody got to say something, right? Yeah, yeah there's man, a lot of other wrong. funny things. Hey, yeah, trust me. Y'all got to chill. Like, come on, man. We, 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 we better. Hey, that's, what, that's when you get up and like, hey, man, we better than this, y'all. We yeah, better than yeah. this. They got to they gotta go back to the racist jokes. That's all. They just got to go back to being racist. They, they you know. Nah. Uh, and I'm, I'm just a big component of. If I'm a joke, it's gonna be in front of you. It's gonna be with yeah, you. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a clown. Like I just don't. Like yeah. if I if, if I gotta if I gotta shut up because you walk in the room, then I feel like less of a man. Me too. Yes, exactly. Like, that means I'm gossiping. I'm doing some mm -hmm. other shit that I, sh I shouldn't be doing anyway. 
So it's like, yeah, but chill on that male wife, yo. Because like, mm-hmm. if you, you everybody know if, if a nigga if a nigga made a joke about Carmella's nose or whatever the case is, man, you you about to air this bitch out. Yeah, yep. big facts. Uh, but he calls Johnny. They have the interaction. Things seem to be going well at first, and you know he's just like, hey man, look, you know he's he's going with the formula that Tony says. But then what he does with the Ralph Cifaretto syndrome, he goes off script and does what Ralph does. He says, are you apologizing? I thought you didn't do anything. If that's what it takes. Fellas. Ain't nothing more frustrating than that. When you give somebody to play. Like, look, bro, this is how it's about to go. Do not do this certain thing. And a nigga do it anyway. Like, as a, like, if you've been, like, a, a leader at a, at a job or either, like, you leave mm-hmm. your homeboys, you're like, bro, do it this way. And you watch them do it the other way. Like, bro, what? It's like that meme that go around with, um. Andre Iguodala talking to Wiggins, uh, uh, Wiggins. calling him over to the side like, oh, man, God damn, I told you to do it this way. But one more thing I want to say, too. That scale was a goddamn lie in the beginning. It said Jenny Sack was 260 pounds. Bro, that is not a 260-pound oh, nah, woman, nah. bro. That, nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. This ain't, this ain't we ain't fat shaming overweighting, but that scale, yeah, that, ain't 260. Now, nah, that's one of them scales where, like, you move the lever. I already had some weight so, on it, and you move the yeah. lever. Yeah, that, all yes. that, all that, that's cap. Like, yeah, nah. 260 is crazy. You just you just need a number to feel good when you get done. That's it. Facts. I get it. Hey, Hulk, keep the lie alive. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I'm throwing over. Come on, Rich. Come on. You got you to gotta shakeezy that joint. Come on. Even, and they did a great <laughs> job, bro. Even what made me think of it is the props in the scene. They got her weighing salads. Yeah, like weighing the meal portion. So like Johnny Sack feel like that she the invested. So like again, Bruh. it makes so much sense that he's this mad because he in the house with this woman every day and it looked like she fighting a good fight. Oh, okay. Bruh, now the it's way the way he's okay. The way he peeks in the kitchen, she's she weighing ass food and looks back at him and smile like bro. That's what okay. make him turn up even more. Ah. Like man, I'm I'm watching her right now. Okay. Like fight this fight. I'm listening it, to you. Yeah. Like, man, nah, fuck that. Okay, now it's starting to come real into focus. I miss. I was missing that. Thank y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was ready to hear you out, and then I looked at my wife and I see how much she's she's weighing her shit out. She's portion control, all that. I turn right back on the phone. You know what? You a real fucking weasel, man. Fuck you. Like, yeah, okay. That's where now it flips it, yeah. because okay. yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, I it, man. The, it's just just one minute, just one yeah. minute, man. That's what it takes, man. Yeah, bro. I yeah. love and I, I this. I don't know if this is my favorite scene. It's, it's top two, top three. Because I love the way Tony is quarterbacking this and he's coaching it. Mm-hmm. Because we don't think playing telephone was like a middle school thing, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, for all the kids out there listening, um, because now we got cell phones, but there used to be a time where you could three-way call somebody, the other person I know you on the line, maybe yep. get them caught up in something or hear some stuff, whatever the case may be. Uh, and Tony's really sitting here like, I don't trust you enough to get this handled. To fix it. Let me be the offensive coordinator in the helmet mm-hmm. and really like tell you if you see this, throw it here. Yeah. And Tony's like, from who? Like Johnny's away in real time. I'm listening to Johnny. And this, if this was me talking, this is what I want to know. I'm mouthing it to you. We we setting this up. Even when to, even when Johnny go off, like Tony's looks like, all right, just let him get his shit off Ooh, real quick. Don't even say nothing. Let's see where he's taking this. Mm-hmm. I love that about Tony. I mm-hmm. I've said it before, just how strategic he is. Um how he can see the big picture. And he has a plan. Like, bro, I, if you follow this plan, 
we will be good. This conversation will end perfectly. Mm-hmm. Only thing you don't got to do is apologize. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, matter of fact, don't apologize. I don't give a fuck what else you say. Do not apologize for that shit. Mm-hmm. The one thing that he did was apologize in the way that the way Tony's like that face. Once again, expression mm-hmm. acting kind of mm-hmm. had that look and his fist was balled up. Like, I want to punch you right in your shit, bro. Like, <laughs> the fuck I tell you. Yeah. Chris did it in later seasons. Chris did the same yeah. thing when they had a meeting. Yeah, yep. uh, yep. I, I always reference that moment when I remember when you used to wait in I the car. You mm-hmm. in the car. <laughs> I was, yeah, that's a perfect. And it was with Johnny yeah. Sachs. It was yep, with Johnny, Johnny Sachs. Sachs. Like, yep. so, bro, like yep. on the and way over, over yep. here, I told you not to say shit. Don't say shit. And bro. the first thing you do is you bring that shit up. Like, bro, shut up. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And again, this is where Ralph is always miss um outkicks his coverage because he thinks because he's one of the highest earner, arguably, if not the, he's the smartest in the room. But he's not. Because Tony knows how to tap dance better than all you fellas. He does it the best. He's he telling you how to do this. Like yeah, I go to therapy. I got backup, bro. I got, <laughs> shh, come on. So it's like ridiculous. Like he's Ralph. He he just outkicks his coverage every time, thinking that he's smarter than Tony. And this is why he always ends up in the in the doghouse every time. So that's uh, that 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 look that when when the phone hang up and Tony just had shaking his head and hangs it up on his end. Just that motherfucker. Like just that realization. <laughs> that's that. That's the. That's the wire equivalent of that's some Spider-Man shit right there. Now you're going to be coming at us. Like we missed our shot. Mm. Like, we missed our shot. Now he coming at us. Like, I can't mm. believe you just went against the game plan like that, bro. Mm. Oh. Damn. Like this is the, the, sometimes you got those jobs when you can't fail. It's right. like being a pilot, yo. Like I can't have a bad day. I got to land this plane. Yeah. yeah. I can't have a bad day at work. I got to be, a, I got to be on my job every single day. I can't slack off. I can't do none of that shit, bro. You can't leave this conversation apologizing. Dang, oh, that's so fresh. It. And it's, it's just Tony's expression, bro. He just he, he flips the phone at him, snatches the phone out of his hand. Like, ah, oh, man, I wish I could strangle you right now. Boy. And make sure he, I, I like that he made sure he hung up too. Like, he didn't just hang yeah. up his phone. He grabbed Ralph's phone to make sure that he had, like, Johnny wasn't on the line, that he wasn't going to be mm-hmm. implicated at all. Like, just small <laughs> shit like that. What did I say? No apologies, bro. I said one fucking thing. Man. Ralph think he's so smart. Tell him to hold on. Like, if that's what it takes. Fuck, man. That's what it takes. I love that scene. Nigga. I love that's that crazy. scene. Yeah, I, scene. I'm not a, yeah, that's, anyway. I, so, we get, we jump right into Johnny Sack. Hilarious. This might be... <laughs> Johnny Sack has what we call a a chat I'm imagining so it's not a sit down he's having a chat with Carmine and he says I want to sanction a hit on Ralph Silferetto and he says what what are you talking about he said, "Are you fucking kidding me? You kidding me, Ralph bro? Mm-hmm. You want me to? You want us to clip Ralph Cifaretto?" And he said, "What did he do?" He's like, "My word ain't good enough. Not if you want to have him clipped over it." Man, man, yo, Carmine was in his bag this episode, yeah. boy. Come on, straight up. He felt Favorite like Carmine the best line. You skipped the best line. Ralph slept with Jenny. Ralph slept <laughs> right. with Jenny. Bro, no, the best line is when we get to the other sit down when Carmine comes back. He I just made a clip on That's Instagram. True. Y'all go check it out. But like oh uh, yeah. When he come back to that point about the money, ah oh, man. That's when he real that's when that's that was his boss moment. Yeah. Like, I'm the boss of this shit. Like enough is enough. Yeah, enough of that. Uh but he wants to he said he's the you know, 
he's really trying to get it off. So you're not gonna let me defend my wife's honor, my honor. Like, but the funniest thing to me is just what did what did he well, what happened? What did he say? He said. He said, like, the fact he had to pause because he was so heartbroken. <laughs> like, that is so funny to me. Like, because he said he's paused like it was the most low-down thing somebody could say about your wife. And it just, when I see that part, I cry laughing every time because the pause are like, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud. It's just hilarious, man. I don't know if anybody's been in the situation where, where somebody's really about to jump out the window. And they explaining it to you, and you trying to like really like I don't understand why you so mad. Yeah, like, why you mad? Why you say why? Yeah, why you, this? Why you, you want to have him clipped? Why? What he? Because he he said because when Johnny said it, like he, he said she should have a ninety pound mole removed from her ass. And Carmine just looking at him like I'm waiting for the rest of it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ain't it? Yeah, he just yeah. <laughs> the implication of it, it's it's him man, having to a, explain it is so funny. Man. It's hilarious, and I know and I'm doing a lot of it. Goes over Junior and Carmine's head speaks to the generational thing as well like neither one of them get the joke and both of them have to like like tony literally had to explain it just like he's explaining the carbon that's it was it's great i i I was just about to reference that of course man reference rich whatever um (laughs) it it, this scene reminds me of straight out of compton when they played no vaseline Mm. and um paul giamatti's character He's a. Uh, he's like. I can't believe any. No, none of y'all are upset about this. Like, I can't believe I'm the only one. This. That's mm-hmm. how he. He was. It's a generation. Everybody else like this is rap, bro. Like this. Right, we ain't about to get here emotional. But he was really mad. He wanted to sue all types of shit. And Johnny's right. like that in this scene. Like he's the only one really riled up about this. And I can't believe y'all not taking this more serious. And everybody looking <laughs> at him like, bro, like, like, bro, calm the fuck down. Yeah, calm down. You want to have this man clipped? Mm, like, die. So. I'll crack him good, two hundred grand. What's next? Gets the fucker for a million. Johnny wants to fuck you. Genuinely confused though. Yes. Not even like just uh, genuine. Like, what's going on here? Gosh, bro. Oh my, I came uh, off the bitch and hit thirty, man. The fucker for a million. He was the fucker. Hey, like, okay, the fact baby. that he was serious. The fact yeah, that like, he really wants to know. Like, Oh, so that was what you're saying that he's saying. Like, almost, you know, wow. Like, he's I mean, that espresso, it, like, man, get the fuck out of my face. John. And right. it's like, he just wasted my day. There's something about old school. This is why it's good to be around older people, senior citizens sometimes, because there's something about old school and their pacing with things. Us that are younger, our age, probably even people younger than us, even moving even more. But there's a pacing that they have when they speak. And when they operate and how Carmine right. sips that espresso slowly processes it. And then he puts his hands back together, looks at him and says, okay, we'll crack him good. Like, it's just, I love like the pacing. He really feels like for us viewers, like an OG, uh, captain of one of the five bosses of the, you know, the, the mob family. He feels like that, bro. I don't know what research, what inside info. However, Tony Lip was able, rest in peace, to gather this, but he definitely feels like one of those mob bosses that we've seen over documentaries that would happen in real time, man. I just, he just bodied it, bro. Goodness. Thanks. Incredible scene. Incredible scene, man. And just the John's disappointment on it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that I can't, because, you know, this is. Defend my wife's honor. Yeah, I can't I can't defend my wife's honor and everything that I thought this was is 
I'm, I'm I'm realizing that this is the, the Wizard it's of Oz. Of ours, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. This is the Wizard of Oz. You pull the curtain back and this ain't what I thought it was. What do y'all think uh, about the difference about between Carmine and Junior as far as they're from the same generation, but they speak differently about this situation? Carmine feel he's moving more with the new era. Why he accepts Tony doing therapy, why he accepts certain things versus uh Junior. You know, when he, you know, found out Tony was in therapy, he wanted to clip him. And of course, the, you know, giving head joke and all of that, he kind of sticks with those old school morals. What do y'all think about that? Those differences between them two from the same class. The, that, only, but, the only way you have longevity in that type of game is to adjust to the times. If you don't adjust, they will, they will push you out. You will be up out of there. Which is I, what I, happened to Junior. Yep. Mm. This is- and you see that Carmine is still flourishing, making money. And that mm. was the most, like, Junior was more about tradition in this thing of ours. Carmine is like, okay, what's going to get us this bread? The business yeah, all of that stuff matter too, but yeah, yeah, let's get this bread. Yeah, because this is present day. Like, what we did 30 years ago ain't got shit to do with this few million that I'm getting today. Like, right. I want to keep these millions coming in. And... Uh, and you ain't came the, with no other options other than clipping him. Like, how you gonna make up for this money we gonna miss if he gone? Yeah, business started taking over more precedence than this thing of ours, than the actual rules and regulations of it. Mm. Like, and I and <laughs> I don't see this as a big enough issue to where you need to have him whacked. Like, come on, brother. Yeah, it was a highly insensitive remark. It shouldn't have been said, but. What? You want to put them in the dirt? Like, come on. Right. That's a, that's that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Millions I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, we'll tax them. We'll get the money, all that shit. I'll set up the sit down, but we ain't about to do all this other shit. You think you're a little yeah. bit out of breach. Mm-hmm. How you going to tell somebody that about my the brother? I'll be hot. That's my wife. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck? I'm clipping that nigga anyway. Get my Tony B on. Get my Tony B on. I'm doing that shit anyway. <laughs> We no. got to go through all this. Like, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. We got to go through all this. <laughs> right. I'm gonna I just came because if I was Johnny, it would have been one of them. I just came to you to handle it the right way. Yeah. Because when because when it goes the other way, I want you to know that it ain't no surprise. Like this is right. this is happening. This is, mm-hmm. this is happening. I just was yeah. getting your blessing for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm doing it with or without your blessing, and you can handle it from there. But this nigga got to go. Man, I'm not asking to be off of work. I'm letting you know I'm gonna be off this. Yeah. Day. Yeah. I ain't gonna be here. I ain't, yeah. I ain't gonna <laughs> that, be here. Bro. That's what's happening. <laughs> you don't got no PTO. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm oh, just cool. letting you know so you can yeah. prepare that I'm not uh, gonna be here. Bad part. You know what I mean? Uh, Tony goes and visits Meadow at the dorm. Uh, looks like she's meeting with a young lady. <laughs> Again, look again with the McDonald's and what we talking about. What Jenny said, this nigga donuts. got a whole dozen donuts walking around eating them, bro. Out the box. Ah, wow, and it's Krispy Kreme too. Mm-hmm. Again, a product placement on pretty crazy. And you right see, now. Well, you see what Meadow, you see what Meadow got in her hand. Avion water. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It's just, yep. it's crazy, man. It's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. That that's a great pull. I didn't. I didn't even. Now I didn't even see. I, that's why it's good to record. With you. I didn't catch those things. Like it all starts to bring it all. They put together. it all like the background stuff is so important, and, and we spoke about it before in these episodes. But it's just like the small stuff like that. And like you said, mo the double standards. Like this mm-hmm. nigga, Tony is not a in, a fit person, but mm-hmm. no one is gonna question him for walking around with a box of donuts just munching them motherfuckers. And you and you think about it too, like being Tony. And some of these these mob guys, you think about like, bro, the requirement level that your wife doesn't really even care how big you get. 
and then you work at a job amongst people that are like on the same eating habit where we just eat, we kick it, you know, sit around smoking, smoking mushrooms, collecting government checks. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, oh, this is cool. This is the wave. Like, y'all, what y'all getting fit for? Like, you know what I mean? We, you know, so it's interesting. You know what's funny? Um, I don't know if this has happened to anybody else. If it has, we love for y'all to, you know, hit us up. My second, maybe my first rewatch. So I'd already seen The Sopranos, but the first time I rewatched it, I promise you, for about a month, two months, I feel like I ate pasta like four or five nights a week. It does make me something about eat. watching this show. One million percent makes me. And I eat already pasta. love pasta. Yep. Man, I might have gained a good ten pounds in my Ooh. second rewatch. I'm not. Ooh. I'm not bullshitting. Like I really had nice. to like get on my get on my shit, get back in the gym, discipline, change up my whole regimen because it was one about you know that's good gravy today. Like I was on my I was on my yeah. pasta. Oh, you shit. was really down. Man, yeah, it's, it's going insane, to the point man. where it's going to the point that shit's heavy, man. That shit heavy. Eating that shit multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that shit careful. is heavy to I put on your sex. body. I love some so, pasta, bro. Yeah, that 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 cross reference, all that shit, man. That shit nuts. Wow. But they having this. This is one of the the a sweet moment. Um, that, that you know, Tony's coming to see her. He's doing this charming dad thing that he does really well. I feel like when he comes to the college campus, and you know talks to her about her joining the legal aid and she's helping this Rahomi. Is that what he said? Just another racist, just another racist <laughs> slur. He's a Rahomi. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what book do you have with the it. list of Hold racist on, about, slurs, about, bro? Is, is that her that- name? No, nah, it's something else. It was okay. the, what, the, I, no, that, that's not even that's not the, the, the more the more subtle one was uh, <laughs> if you want to help if you want to help fair beaters, <laughs> bro. That's why I was like, wait, what is this is so racist. I'm not even familiar with what is fair beaters. People that die, you like the. All right. So they yes. in New York. Yeah, yeah. So the people that jump the subway pole, the people that uh, get in taxis and that they stop, they run out without paying like the fair beaters. They just. They don't pay their fare to get where they need to go. Like they oh. just they that's what they known for. It's almost like the equivalent of a it's, it's almost like the equivalent of a restaurant's um, stereotypically seeing a group of black people and assuming that they're not going to tip well. Yeah, like, I, I have to be beaters. more careful because these motherfuckers might run out of the car without paying me for this trip. Or like I said, they're going to hop the subway turnstile to get a free ride at the at the substation or, or the you know. Wow, you know what I'm that's crazy, bro. Hilarious, man. And of course, you know, you know who that's associated with, fair beaters and all that. Tony, I mean, funny, yeah, bro. yeah, he's something else, bro. It's good to know that they distributing the racism across the board. It's, I'm glad it's not just us, us moving. Anybody can get it. Yeah, anybody can get it. I, I like that. I guess that's that's good. That's the fair energy in this world. <laughs> Everybody yeah. gets the racial slur. Yeah, her uh, name was Rahima. Rahima is her name. He called her Rahomi. <laughs> okay, that's, that's stupid, bro. And he just be letting them fly too. Yeah, like, this, this is fuck. normal. Like I, I always go back to the McKayzian line. Wow, you sure have a special, you know, ability to be able to summarize a whole person's life in one sentence. And that's just like called fair beaters. Like, just this is the person that you think you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every person he encounters, so it's it's amazing. But uh, they got metal, plenty of money to smoke crack and gamble and all of that shit. Yeah, I think that he's going back to the black conversation again. I, I'm assuming that with like that moment of the, the, the oh minority, just, just, underprivileged. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Underprivileged. Okay. Uh, 
But they have this moment, and Meadow checks Tony, uh, and it seems like she has really come up from her grieving process. This is a good, this is a great Meadow moment here, I feel like. Um, and she checks and says, I don't know if you know this, Dad, because he's like, oh, you're trying to, you're, you're, you're doing this to get back at me for treating uh, Noah how I treated him. Little does he know that she, he dogged her, but she kept that on tuck. But she says that little do you know, Dad, the world doesn't revolve around you. And they do this moment where I almost I don't know if it was in the script or it was like this moment that kind of slipped through that they kept because the way it feels, it was like him kind of smiling, like maybe he has some more line. I loved it. Like it was just laughing. And then the way she smiles back and kind of looks to the side, I was like, this is an adorable moment. I, like I, I, I had a moment like this recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, with my homegirl, because it was one of those, man, as you grow, you just start acknowledging and accepting things about yourself. And Tony, he's in therapy, obviously, but, um, you know, I, I this my homegirl, man, I know her for years, and we was we was chopping it up, and I was calling, I said, man, don't, I can't even play with you like that, because I know you're sensitive. She looked like, I know you ain't talking. Like, I know you ain't talking. Like, you oh. sensitive. And I, for the first time, I was like, yep, so, and what? Yep, I'm sensitive. You, so yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's at least good. I could, you know, but it was yeah. one of those where Tony, I, it reminded me of this scene because Tony had that look like, I can't say nothing because you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I'm not verbally going to do it, I'm just going to be like, you know what, you're right. I do think the world revolves around me, but mm-hmm. I'm going to let, the- I'm going to drop it because you have a, you yeah, have a good It was point. almost like you got me moment. And that was, yeah, I agree. That was adorable. Um, And there, there is just, I, I find it very attractive when women can correct you in your ignorance in this graceful way. I'm not saying that's always the case, but this was like a I liked how she did it. Like she smiled at him, but she's absolutely correct in everything she's saying. And it's like for, so dope to me. I don't know. I just I liked it. For me, the fascination was the the father child relationship when you have to transition from mm. uh, my house, my way, my rules to now you're becoming your adult. Like mm-hmm. who are you as a person? Right like, mm-hmm. yeah, who are you as a person now? Like I'm not. I can't be hands on because you can make your own moves, even though I'm still financially supporting you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can have these now. I can have these kind of conversations with you and get to know who you are as an individual. And we can have those moments. I thought that part was cool. Hmm. I'm like, oh, I got checked by my daughter. That was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Mo, I'm sure there might be a time where your daughter teaches you something about yourself. You're mm-hmm. like, damn, like, that's my, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, what, what happened to my eight year old? What happened to my nine year old? Yeah, big fact. Like, okay. so that, that part is pretty cool to me. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to add to this fight? No, nah, that's, that's that's it. it. We nailed it. Okay. Um, so we go to Tony. Tony leaves and he's walking in the car. I mean, in the car garage. Elliot is pulling up behind him, but Elliot is like right up on him. And and Tony's like, "Hey, take it easy." I really don't like this from Elliot. We'll get there as far as when he talks about it, but because. Now, Tony was dead in the middle of the road. Like, you know, you're supposed to move one way or the other so cars can go. You know what I mean? So I, I will say that. However, Elliot being this close to Tony walking is crazy. Um, yeah, it really is. It's just ridiculous. I don't have anything else to add to it. If you guys want to add something, this is all seems set up to me. But I just want to know if y'all thought that Elliot knew who that was. It's hard to tell. I never have in a good moment, answer on this. In I don't that think moment, he do. I didn't, but then once he had tells the story to Melfi, it's like he did. 
So I'd never I really put it together if he knew who that was. I land on the side of he doesn't. Um, but we know she slipped up and said who her patient was. Tony Soprano's obviously a known figure in the papers and in the news, so he would know what he looks like. Um, I don't know if the garage was well lit enough for him to put that together. So I'm going to say he didn't know who it was, but it's just interesting because the way he creeps up, the only reason I ever thought that is the way he creeps up is almost like, I should just end all this shit and just hit this motherfucker. <laughs> because it doesn't make sense to your point, Mo. Why you follow me? You gave me the first one and okay, my car's right here. Just give me a couple seconds. And then you creeping yeah. up again like, hey, take it easy, bro. Are you crowding me? Yeah, and then like you want to look all scared and be like, uh, like no, bro, you like all up on me. Like just, just wait. Yeah, bro. I think it kind of speaks to Elliot's personality too. He kind of like Melfi's mm. husband, like one of those pretentious assholes. Like, let me hurry up and get this this spot or whatever. I want to make sure no one. Like, it, it just speaks, I think, to both of their personalities mm-hmm. as they summed it up. Because now, yeah, because that because I I talked about this on another week in the books. Like, I'm always gonna when when I make an error or mistake, I'm always gonna be the first one to say, "Oh my bad, I got you." Let me get about the way. If you push that now, now you creeping up on me. Now I'm standing here. Now what's up? Oh, that, that's yeah. a fact. Now I'm gonna be a, now I'm gonna be a dickhead for a little while. Be so, yep. Yeah, I had to pause on both of y'all though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> they have a sit down, and that might that might have been yeah. That was egregious. I ain't gonna. You just thought about, about that. Like, hey, yo, <laughs> I'm gonna be a dickhead. I'm gonna be an asshole. Yo, hey, yo, right man. back to back. That's crazy. <laughs> I was just saying, hey, hey, take it I heard easy. The dreadlocks, but no, nah, uh. take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the guys over here. Um, but they have this sit down Ralphie, Carmine, Johnny, Tony. Johnny's over there smoking a cig. He's away from uh, the table because he don't want to be nowhere near Ralph. Immediately when Ralph starts talking about the Fernando paving, he's like, I, I can't do it. He's out. Um, what do y'all I think, think about Carmine this? Carmine was in there taking a the shit while they was waiting. That's mm-hmm. so disrespectful. That's Carmine, bro. Carmine is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even pick that up. Yeah, yeah, Carmine it was just the toilet and everything. If it, if, it uh, if, if it wasn't a shit, they wouldn't have even been at different, you know, we would get this started. Yeah. Like, we'd get this rolling. Oh, and we, man. I, we know he's not about to be long. Let's go ahead and get set up. Like, nah, I'm about Thanks. to sit down on this end because I know I got time. Wow. That's, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Carmine. I mean, we see later in the series where Johnny Sack gets that off. You know, same thing. On the toilet, you know, leveling up on you kind of. It's crazy. But, uh. People Hernandez. Huh? Uh, the the original the two thousand version of Shaft, mm-hmm. y'all ever seen that? Yeah, you talking what about the two thousand version of Shaft with Samuel Jackson and Christian Bale, mm-hmm. and Jeffrey oh, yeah, Wright yeah, was in there. Yeah, Peoples yeah. Hernandez, that's one of my favorite uh-huh. side characters. Peoples Hernandez, and oh, there's a moment where he was on the toilet just giving out orders about to Christian oh, Bale, like, "Nah, you gonna move yeah. this dope and yeah. all that shit." And I just always that's like one of those flexes. Like this man is on the shitter, telling me what I'm about to do, and I can't do shit about it. No Bro. pun. We could throw that in the box too. That's another one of my favorites too. On the low, I, I really like that chef movie. So I said movie. Jesus, I said movie. <laughs> That's look at look. Can't wait. Look, you want to throw the throw the penalty flag out so quick without we finish the play? Goodness gracious! 
I really oh, like that shaft is insane. <laughs> movie. Yeah, Stab we could, you, movie. Hey, you could tell you could tell it's been a week or two since we recorded because y'all, y'all ain't had this ignorance in a while, man. So welcome back oh, to the right. ignorant podcast of Good Earners Review of the Sopranos. That's what we do. We be ignorant in a fun way, so don't take us too serious. However, speaking of not taking it too serious, Johnny Sack walks out and he's like, bro, I can't do this. Like, man, this man is really heated, bro. Like you talk about really being mad and having to like still, man, I've been there before. Like at a work, at a job where you just be, you like, bro, y'all have a, like an issue, you and some other worker or somebody like they was talking a certain kind of way or whatever. And you got to, the next day you come in, it's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask everybody else I can if I need, if I need help with something specifically, but that person, I don't want to talk to, I don't want to go to that person's desk, ask them, Hey, I seen this, seen this. I'm going to go to everybody else, but this person. And when you actually have to go to that person, cause they the only person know what's going on with the job. It's like, Oh my gosh, bro. Don't. Yeah. Um, but anything I want to add to this a liar, like it's what it, I think that that too, like you sitting here just, Oh, well we did the numbers and, we did the ceiling like man shut up bro like uh, like uh, mm-hmm. i don't want to hear none of that shit we really here because you talked about my wife you already have apologized as if you said it that's what type of time i'm on don't come in here just starting conversation with some bullshit that i already knew you was getting over on anyway we already know the answer to this mm-hmm. how much money is you finna pay me that's what it mm-hmm. comes down to man and there's nothing I, I i really believe that john came in with the intent to just have this sit down about this and it wasn't until Ralph started opening his mouth, he was like, oh, no. Like he's like Spike just said, man, it's the way he sets it up. There's no accountability with Ralph. And I think it goes a long way if Ralph is like, you know what, man, I fucked up, man. You know, that's my bad. Even if even if I was doing it purposely, at least take some ownership to um, I should have been more careful. I should have been looking at this more clearly. I apologize. I'm going to make this right. Versus, you know yeah. what, they've been using this jerk for years. Turns out you're right, John. I didn't even know it. Like, bro, shut up. You a liar. And he tried to put it off on the dude, the dude to drive the trucks. The guy's been adding 50 pounds. Like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No accountability. Nuts, bro. We get a, I don't really want to add anything to this, which I welcome to. We get a scene with Elliot and his daughter, and they're talking about Melfi's kids. Uh, just again, I feel like they're just trying to tie in this this concept of the kid, all three of the kids in college and this normalcy. Whatever, like I don't care. I don't care about Elliot. I don't care about his daughter. I don't care. Like every time I see stuff like this, it's like whatever. Um, anything you want to add to that, Rick? Or you feel the same way? Nah, I ain't got nothing to say about it. Okay, good. We got a bigger scene, a better scene. We go to the Soprano Soprano's household, and Carmela. <laughs> cry now, bro. That's crazy to say to your wife, bro. You go cry that. Well, good thing, good thing, bro. Good thing this was Carmella and not Janice. Because when somebody asked her, you're going to cry now. Things went a little differently. (laughs) So (laughs) that's a. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But Tony comes in. Now, here's a small detail. I don't know if y'all have noticed. I don't know why I've been noticing, but there's a coffee mug on the table. And this co- coffee mug is like the same coffee mug that always reoccurs throughout the series. When Tony was down in the basement talking to Seal, he's like, you know, you're getting real, you know, you're getting real, you know, strange in your old age. It's the same coffee mug like throughout. Like, I don't know. It's continuity, but it's just one of the things I always notice. This little pastelish rainbow coffee mug. Anyways, but he comes in and she's consolidating bills and Tony this is what I wanted to speak to earlier from Brian, her cousin's standpoint. 
Actually, I'll speak to it after I throw the ball in your court. Spike, what did you think about this interaction between this husband and wife and consolidating bills and talking about the future? What do you think about this thing? I have a hard time being on Carmela's side with this, though I do understand where she's coming from. I have to expect, well, I have to think that she gets an allowance or something, man. If it's such a big deal to you, you put your money towards it. Like, if it's, it's, it's like you sitting there, you finna cry and all this shit, you keep bringing it up every time that we speaking. Like, you do it then. Show me that it works or show me that it, whatever it may be. If you're so worried about the insecurity of this family, then you do it. Or, or even she was able to get the 50000 for college. She can just ask him for a lump sum of money. At some point, he'll give it to her if she pressed him hard enough for it and she can make the investment on her own, which I think she may have did in the later season, but... I'm kind of with Tony on the annoyed face. Like, bro, how how digging? How how are you gonna? How how long are we gonna beat this dead horse? Clearly, I'm not. And he tells her like, this shit is boring to me. Like, I know how to make money. So, Rich, <laughs> <laughs> well, you Which got a little spike. Not married, Boy, love spike. Oh man. man. Oh oh. <laughs> Spikes of the world, boy. Nah, it's it's interesting, man. Because I always can see the angles, right? Mm -hmm. And I get what Spike is saying because from Tony's perspective, here's the issue. And I think we've discussed this on a previous episode. I can't remember which one. Tony and Carmela have been together for years, been married, we, I think we're guessing 20 years or so, right? Yeah, yeah, coming up on 20, just about. And let's take marriage out of it, just any kind of long-standing relationships. When one party decides to just switch up after years and years and years of doing things one way and not just switch up, but like make it a point to it's one thing to voice your concern and sit down. I get it. But also what's you, you gotta, at some point you gotta explain to me why the way we've been doing it for 20 years isn't working for you. anymore. Like I need to understand that. Maybe that'll help me. Uh, maybe that'll help me be more receptive to where you're coming from because to Tony and his lifestyle and what he does, this just isn't making sense. I don't know why you're so pressed and concerned about our finances now. Even when she said it's, it's a lot of passive aggressiveness. Tony comes down like, what you doing? Consolidating some bills. This nigga shakes his head like I can't believe. Now you acting like we about to go to the poorhouse mm -hmm. consolidating bills. Now we are fine. Like, why is this such a big deal to you? Like, what's going on? You crying about it? Like, I help me understand it. So from Tony's perspective, I get that because we've been doing it this way for, for years. Like I don't understand. And he's most successful than he's ever been throughout their relationship. Yeah. This is the height of his success. Well, he's coming upon the height of his success. Yeah. From Carmela's perspective, I also understand that is the part of marriage, that collaboration, that give and take. Um, you are my wife. As Tony likes to always say, you are the mother of my kids. This means something to you. It's, and, and this is part of that Furio storyline that we see as the season goes along. At some point, Tony stopped treating Carmelo like his wife. She was just um, a dependent to him. She's not a partner. Like, your job is really to, to uh, take care of the house. You know, I'm going to fuck on you every now and then. Buy you a few <laughs> gifts. <laughs> For real. For real, <laughs> bro, I'm dead ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy you some gifts to make up for my fuckery. Oh my and that's the status of our relationship. And to Carmelo's point, like I said, like, like I just said about Tony's, at some point when you switch it up like that, it's hard. I'm sure when they first got together, Tony was romantic. They were partners. They did have dreams and visions mm -hmm. to, to go about this a certain way. 
And now that that shifted, he's left her behind. Carmella can't adjust to this new life. Yo, we used to be something. Um, White Caps, you used to be my guy, Tony. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. hard to adjust to. Right. And it's the beginning of why she even gravitates towards Furio. You don't even see me. You don't have any interest. You take no interest in my life outside of what I have to do for you. So I get it. I get both sides of it. I get the mindset. And the biggest issue of all is that there's a lack of communication between them. two. they reached a point where they can't talk about each other's issue. And if they do, they're not, they don't care about what they're actually saying. They're listening to respond, not listening to comprehend. Mm. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's it, yes, yeah, it's just a challenge between the two. Like y'all said, both y'all said, making great points. I, you do see both ends of it, um, but this is one of those moments. I'm sorry, I side fully with Carmella. Um, I understand Tony with the dishing out money because we go back to the AJ when he slapped slapped the soul out of AJ. We was like, uh, you know, I, I pay fifty thousand for the college. This and that for what? For what? So I understand Tony's frustration. Like, bro, I'm always dishing out some kind of funds and all that, but. For Carmella, it's like you are making more money, but you are in a position where the more money, more problems you are at, you are a higher up. So you are going to be a bigger target. I need to make sure we're good. You're saying we're good, but this is street money, bro. This is not. So if I get us locked into some kind of insurance policy of some sort, at least I know I'm good because what Tony fails to realize is Carm is all in. She ain't got no career. She ain't got no side hustle. She ain't got no nothing. Else. I'm all in. I'm whatever was asked or understood at the beginning when I said I do. I'm all in on my part. We agree. You're going to go out and hunt and I'm going to take care of the house. I'm all in. But I just need to know if you're not here taking care of the house, will I be good? You want me to put trust in these other guys that will later get from Carmela when she says these guys are not your friends. So when Carm's saying that, I just I felt her in this moment. It's like you you're saying you you saying oh it was boring to you but this is something that i care about and i'm concerned with even if you felt that way that ain't that is just not something you tell your wife bro oh this is boring to me it's boring to you that this is something i'm interested for the future of our family regardless if you don't like it and it's just like you're trivializing the things that i care about because it's not on your scale but the things i care about matter too I just think that he was just so far out of line and and she she said see that's your problem you equate love with money and carmela says no you equate love with money and i do think that no carmela was the right one when we say that because tony looks at i got this house and even later what he uses as a ploy to say i love you is later in the episode giving her a black dress you equate love with money you know so i just I understand where Tony's coming from, but I think he was just way out of pocket, which is why I think he's trying to play a different tune later in the episode. But I, I thought this was a, a a real great acting clinic from Edie Falco and just the tears and the trivializing. Like she really felt like she went through something like this before because it felt and, really good here. And truth be told, you got to play that game. I'm sure you know that, Mo. You got oh, to you got to go into those interests that you really don't care anything about. I don't give a fuck about this. Yep. I don't care about opera, yep. but my girl loves opera. So I, there's no point of you agreeing to take your girl to opera and you're just going to complain the whole time about it. Like you knew this was going in. This is one I just got to take for the team. Something she loves. This is part of it. So that way down the line, when it's time for me to do whatever I need to do, I can do that in peace. And that's also, and that's tough. That's really difficult. That's mm-hmm. a difficult part of relationships and marriage. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of the reason why sometimes I choose to stay single because I don't want to play the game. I want to do what the fuck I want to do. 
And I don't even feel like putting up the front like I feel like taking you to opera because I don't. So we mm-hmm. might as well just when I get to that space of going to opera, then we can do that. But Facts. rather than even have the argument, I'll just stay on my side. We'll navigate everything else. Thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And and I'm saying that to to emphasize relationships are work. That's yes. a lot of stuff. And if you're not willing to put that work in, you need to reassess everything. And Tony just has it. He has it good, bro. That's one of my, my issues. Like, bro, you have it good. You had a Gloria Trillo. Like, you were head over heels, head over heels for a woman like that on the side, and she know you get busy out there. Man, you All you have never... to do f- from time to time is just hear her out and just like, oh, okay, here, throw. She's giving you the window. Just throw some money on it. She give you the window. I just, you know, but you know, this is Tony. You never miss the water till the well runs dry. You know Boy. what I mean? So you know, but. That's a great discussion, nonetheless. Uh, we get to sit down number two, and they set up the untraceable cell phones. Uh, and now they begin to have this conversation again. Johnny Sack there, Silvio, uh, Carmine, and we get Junior on the phone. And the transaction begins. Them some high price burner phones right there, bro. Mm-hmm. Back oh, in the day when they bought them, them phones is expensive. Exactly, and then and then Junior. So Junior comes in asking Carmine about like uh, uh, his uh, not trial. medical bills, trial bills, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, bro, Tony, bro, get your uncle under control. Nah, He's the boss that, of this I, family. They <laughs> doing that. The I think. Thing, I, yeah, I think they, old people talk. Uh, yeah. I think this is to emphasize that we don't. <laughs> Junior eating olives, like we don't give a fuck about this sit down or this meeting. This ain't this ain't no big deal to us. I think the, the uh, banter okay. and all that stuff is to emphasize to us, like John, you're the only one that care about this like this. Okay, like we here out of respect for you, bro, but you tripping. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's how I always took it. Yeah. So uh, they're going back and forth. Uh, there's this moment they're they're making a good point here, and I want to get your response on this fight. They make a good point here about him not being uh, not being there, and also not revealing who told him in the Soprano crew. There's a moment where Tony says, "If you tell me, I'll let you whack. I'll let you whack him." But he doesn't give up the reveal. So my question to you, Spike, is: Johnny is trying to have it both ways, not revealing the source and uh, being able to whack Ralph. What do you think yeah, about Junior's that? right. Junior's one hundred percent right. Okay. When he says like it's my nephew that said I had a beef here. And I don't even know if that even came across Tony's mind in a sense of you're bringing this to me, want sit downs and, and payoffs and all of these things when you won't even fucking tell me where you got this information from and I know you weren't there because I heard it, nigga. I don't want to say that, but I heard it too. So yeah, I think that uh again, this is the the brilliance of Junior's character, like throughout the whole series, you wonder is he just playing that or is he mm. like really going through the dimension? Because he'll hit you with these gems mm. throughout the whole series. They they teetered this. Line. So I, I think that Ralph brought, I mean, excuse me, I thought that Junior brought up a great point. Um, I found it really funny that he dressed up for the phone call. That was hilarious to me. <laughs> well, he may have been going to court. <laughs> like the Zoom, the, the, the Zoom audio call. Like he was on Zoom. <laughs> It would have been yeah, even but, more funny if he had like shorts on. Yeah, he got it from the yeah, that is a good good point. Yeah, that's like that is a good question though, Mo. I I I definitely side with Junior and think he made the best point here. Mm-hmm. And Tony really could have pushed that line if he wanted to. Mm. 
I'm surprised Tony didn't push it more, to be honest. Yeah. Junior brought it up because that is a real thing. And that's a it's a perfect tool to leverage against someone and see where you really stand on this. Because now yep. we took away all your leverage. Like you you you're then you're, you gotta tell me who it is. You gotta tell me who it is. Junior made up the great point of how do you know it's true if you weren't there? Mm-hmm. So yeah, now you and, can't and, tell me your source and your source. And if you did give up your source, the first thing I'm saying, he wasn't even there. Yep. So this is bullshit. And mm-hmm. Tony, for 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 all intents and purposes, can be like, man, you don't even know that this was said. Now that you you won't give me your source, you weren't there. I Tony claiming that he wasn't there. Like we don't even know if this is true. You may just yeah. be have a, a hard on for Ralph for some reason that I have no clue about. You looking so, funny yeah. in the light. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Word. Your story got holes in it. Like it's not, it's a word versus word case. Like, what, what you want me to do? There's not there's no resolution. It is what it is. Like if you can bring proof, bring it. You know how this works, John. And the, the way you get, and I know you're getting um defensive because it's your wife, but if you are this gung-ho about it, and I'm giving you the opportunity to get your lick back, and all you gotta do is give up that information. If this means that much, then I don't see why this is an issue. Mm-hmm. Why are you protecting your source? Why are you protecting your source when you want the person? If you want Ralph that bad, sure, you got him. Who told you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you ain't gonna give him up? All right, this ain't that deep to you. So fuck yep. you now. Yep. Like, drop this subject. Yep. And Carmine said the most gangster shit. Mo, I'll let you get into it since you made the clip. But no, go, no, you, no, hey, go, no, go ahead. Give it to us. Bruh, Carmine lifted that man in the most gangster way. He kind of shut the shit down. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get the exact quote. Oh, no, nah, he, he, hold on, my bad. Again, with the money, it's settled, John. <laughs> so either name a price or get the fuck over it. And at some point, somebody in the room has to stand up and say, look, we're not doing this no more. Yeah. <laughs> name your price. The, the, the answer is the answer. Nobody's getting clipped. Mm-hmm. Name your price or dead this shit. I don't want to hear another fucking word about it. Yeah, it is about the money again. Like, yeah, it is about the money. That big ass house you just bought in Jersey on top of whatever property you got in New York. Yeah. Like yeah. Tony said, oh, I know you want you want to drive a nice little Hyundai and nah, this is all about the money. Everything we do is about the money. Yeah. That's what the whole business is. Everything's about the money. Yeah. And especially yeah. when and, and Carmont has this to stand on because we're not coming to you and just disregarding what you're saying. We just gave you the green light to get whatever you need to get out of this. In exchange for one piece of information, you won't give it up. So now you the one bullshitting. So you either need to get this tax done or you need to get get over it. Shut the fuck up or get over it. Mm-hmm. That was hard, bro. That was one of the that was a I, boss moment, bro. That's a boss moment, bro. Tell and somebody even, to get over end, it. It's crazy. Look at everybody at else's end, face Junior, at the table. Yeah. At the end, Junior made a great point, too. He was like, why don't you just take a piece of this company? Like, if you really that mad about it versus clipping him and y'all are making all of this money, he's opened the door for us to have, to, like, retaliation. Take a piece of his company. That way, that million or whatever you were making from it, I'm going to get that in perpetuity now, mm-hmm. as long as Ralph living. So I thought That's Tony like, did a good job at the call. No, yeah, he that, expression, that expression acting that I discussed, man, when Tony, when Carmine said that and kind of stared uh, Johnny down, and Tony had that look. It's almost like when you were a kid and you sleep over at one of your friends' house, yeah, they get in trouble or yelled at or get hit. Uh-huh. And you looking like, damn, bro. I don't even I, I you know, I'm I'm might go home. Whoop, now. I, I might get a whooping too. To, like, let me be I'm quiet. Slick, like, ready to go home. <laughs> slick, damn, ready man, to that go embarrassment, home. like I don't even want to add to it. Damn, bro. That's messed up. 
Bro, that dude that pops up that like you know, you know he got a record where he could whoop everybody. Ain't nobody can whoop me though. And everybody kind of get quiet, like, oh yeah, I ain't going. Who else want to pull Holly and Cole? Like, you know. Yeah, but the, but the emphasis, man, your your credibility out the window now, John. Yeah, yeah. You now you playing games. You milk you, this. You don't long. want what you. Pause. Yeah, you, you yeah exactly. Yeah, true, man. Yeah. You, you we we giving you what you want. You've been complaining about this. We giving you what you want. You ain't taking advantage of it. So now it ain't we. You playing? Forget, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, get over it. Uh, speaking of milking it, Carm, Carmine calls Tony early in the morning, which is crazy. The New York boss calls Tony to whack John. So now we find out that, and again, just bodying this, just having that, I'm not saying it, but I'm saying it. I appreciate your thoughts. I say, y'all, I got to use that. I'm going to well, start leaving people there, like right there. Like, that's it. This, what this are you saying? Wish we, this makes me wish we had more Carmine. Me yeah. too. Facts. Me too. Dang, I wish I we had more your karma. thoughts. You say what I think you say. I ain't say nothing. I ain't saying me? nothing. Nothing. Say shit. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean, bro? I ain't say nothing. But that's the nod, though. Like he talks about late in a later scene. I, it, it's amazing to me that the millions of dollars Ralph brings in. Now we've officially slid Ralph above you in priority or importance. Because you you're standing on the ground, because because Johnny Sack brings in he's a he's he's probably a good earner too, bro. I'd imagine like he's definitely bringing in. We don't get all his rackets, but he's definitely doing well, obviously. But we're saying Ralph is more valuable than you, so it's amazing. The same Ralph with all the shenanigans, we're saying it's more valuable to keep him alive than you. It's crazy. That I just that's the only thing I want to add to that scene. It was just that was just wow, like how things shifted so fast in that thing of theirs. Yep. And I love the I love the point the fact that Carmine started with I took John to dinner last night like that shows this is the absolute last resort like I didn't wanted to come to this but I tried to take I tried to squash this shit John I can't tell you that you got to go. go so yeah. now I got to go about it a different way but I I've tried over and over to tell you to let this shit go because it ain't gonna end the way you want it to end yeah. and I know you well enough to know that you about to take out Ralph you gonna go against every what I said and you gonna make your own call to take Ralph out. So before you do that, we share the Esplanade, Tony. I don't want that apple cart upset. You saying mm-hmm. what I think you're saying? I ain't saying nothing. Yeah. Well, somebody needs to do something about it. I appreciate your concern. Appreciate your thoughts. I appreciate your thoughts. <laughs> so smooth, bro. So yeah, smooth. Yeah, bro. I'm using that I, one I, if I can remember. I appreciate your thoughts. I uh, didn't say nothing. And this is, a, this is a chess play, too, by Carmine in the sense of if John is going to go through with this, he's going to go through it with it without my blessing so now it's going to be known on the streets that he did something that i blatantly told him not to do i'm gonna have to kill him anyway mm-hmm. so now carmine looking at it is he gonna have the strength and numbers like do we got enough people with him already to try to kind of overtake my throne so a little foreshadowing there as well mm-hmm. uh we get to a short scene the fellas at the bottom being um and Ralph, you know, Ralph is just like, all right, y'all, like, man, knock it off. Like, I'm not the only one made the joke, and they all kind of play it off. There is a clip I'm going to upload coming That's soon. That's the worst feeling, though. Everybody do something, you're the only one uh-huh. like, to get caught for it. Oh, you, like, man. get in the most shit for it. You're like, man, oh, the and they're denying it, too. I'm the king of they're that. They're sitting there boy. denying it. Like, oh, really? Nobody's okay, ever so made a joke about Sidney Jack? No, not like that. Not like, like that. Bro, like, yes, you no, have. We never. Y'all going to see a clip I'm going to upload. By the time y'all hear this, it's already been out. But like, there's a clip I uploaded where it's like, you ain't ever made a joke about Johnny Sack. Then I go over to DJ Pooh from Friday. Oh, that was different. 
<laughs> so y'all see that it's like a look just a little friday reference there but uh but yeah they pretty much tony just tells him like man go back to miami and play volleyball or whatever like so he just got back now he got to go back out of town and that's that's the move at the, at this point i'm gonna move us along a little bit we're gonna go right to the and if y'all got more to add we'll add into the next scene throw us right back into uh similar to when ralph told the joke uh, the you know the mole he, he still don't get it uh johnny i mean not johnny but junior and tony and they're having a conversation and they're saying about this generation about letting guys get the joke off he's saying that that would have never happened back then which is which is very interesting because we know tony whacked uh pats not patsy but philly parisi uh we know that junior was trying to whack tony for making jokes about him so you know See, it Junior killed um spoiler alert, but Junior killed Chris Dad over some bullshit like this. Oh yeah, many times. Very, very remedial. What I, I can't remember specifically what really? it was because I ain't seen many Saints in Newark in a while. But I, it was something small like this too when mm-hmm, he popped yeah. um Dicky Montesani. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Uh, My favorite. They always tell me Johnny bringing it up. Or excuse me, John's bringing it up. Junior's bringing it up about you know this generation. Mm-hmm. And just one of my favorite wire quotes, man. The thing about the old days is they the old they days. Old days. <laughs> I always, I always like the Kanye version of that. You know, old folks talking about back in my day. Well, homie, this is my day. My day. You know what I mean? Class started yeah. two hours ago over my late. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, uh, and it's funny because uh, Junior said this last season um, with Jackie Junior when they had the the little funeral. The the what do you call it after the funeral? The uh, the repass the repass when they were having the repass and before you know that, that day before however that you know in the italian version of that he was saying that like it wouldn't matter what the kid did back in the day it would have been a, a better turnout you know but obviously since the generation is different that's why they, a lot of people didn't show up to jackie jr's funeral like that uh but this is a very interesting scene um what are your thoughts to this one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes, man, just okay. because Junior, we you forget how you forget that Junior is a reliable source. And I think Mo, you said it earlier about hanging out with the older generation, just to pick up game. And sometimes you have all this knowledge sitting there, um, and you forget that it's there and you don't use it. And this mm-hmm. is a perfect example of we know they had their friction and their issues, but this was so valuable to Tony. And his leadership and his decision making on how to play this out, like Junior's seen all of this before. Like even when he told him he gave him the nod on on Johnny, he was just kind of had that smirk. Like man, that's that's on brand for Carmine. He's a slippery one. Like you got to yeah. watch out for him. Um, matter of fact, if you're gonna do this, here's how it works. You got to make it look like an accident so it doesn't come back on you. Tells the story, which goes into I know history. Like, I've been here before. The shit that they don't write in the books, I carry. And when you don't get that information from people and they pass along, that stuff passes along with them. And that's Mm -hmm. just knowledge upon knowledge that you're missing out on. And the fact that Junior was able to sit here, tell them who to use, um, give them the heads up. Like, yo, if you go this route, don't say anything. I don't give a fuck about Tylenol. Don't say anything about drugs. Here's why. Like He laid out the whole game plan for them. And unlike Ralph, Tony pays attention. Tony's like, all right, bet. I'm going to follow every step you told me. I'm going to get this set up and go from there. I just love the fact that this is what that relationship should have been. This is why Bobby says, I sometimes I wish he was my uncle because mm-hmm. Junior has moments like this. It's just that Tony 
going back to his personality, when I talked earlier about Furio, the fact that he doesn't even see all of that, Tony sometimes doesn't even see what Junior can help him out with in today's age. Like, bro, you an old man. What you going to help me out with? And mm -hmm. this is a pure example of why not. And Junior's came through throughout this season with, like, good advice. Mm -hmm. Like, he's shown, like you said, that he's a reliable source. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm about to flip the universe here. Dominic, the actor that plays Junior, he always has the story. So he's always like a historian, right? In the mob. So it's like he was there, but he necessarily wasn't the front man putting up the action with the exception of obviously a Dickie Montesanti. There's a picture that has always floats around of a picture with Dominic and Nas. For those that don't know who Nas is, he's a rapper. Nas has a song where he flips the Sopranos, got yourself a gun. So in a way, Junior is almost like the Nas of Sopranos. He was he telling the story from out the window, so to speak. Yeah, I, I know I did that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know y'all listening. That's cool, man. Y'all leave a review. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I nah. mean, listen. Nah, did you did you did you did you come up with that on the spot? Or that was on the spot. That? I just flipped that on the spot. Like that was just some like you know what? Because he always has the stories, just like Nas. He always has those. He you know what the way he writes and everything. Like he was right there and witnessed these things. So Junior is kind of like that in a way, but uh. But yeah, just a funny little thing, but uh, it's a good scene. Nonetheless, he tells him uh, uh, Tony's trying to look at the upside. Well, maybe it could be a good thing. Carmine Jr. hit a uh, Carmine, his son, brainless the second, <laughs> uh, you know, may come in and that might be a good move. So that's I first. Shouldn't be, I, sh I shouldn't be hearing that. <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> That's a call back to a later scene when he calls right. his brainless fucking son. I, sh I shouldn't be hearing that. Yeah, I, shouldn't I definitely shouldn't be hearing that. Um, and of course, there's the lifeline thing or the weakest link thing, I think, on TV or whatever. Lifeline. Yeah, that's a who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a billionaire? Huge, like, man, when that show came out, oh, huge man, game show. Facts. Lifelines, 50 50, ask a friend. Uh, that was yeah, huge. Yeah, Phone yeah. a friend. That shit used to be fire. They actually need to bring that back. Yeah, y'all first... game show fans? Yeah, on I like the game, game show. I, like, I watch I Jeopardy. I watch Jeopardy every day. Hmm. Yeah, trivia mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Like that's my that's my brain. I don't like just dumb shit. But yeah, definitely not. Um, it can't be like thousand dollar pyramid or no crazy shit like that. It was a new when I started promoting with the trivia shit where they was doing it on the floor. It seemed like it was pretty cool. But yeah, I fucks with Jeopardy. That's my bet. So anything with the thinking, like kind of putting you in that thinking. Yeah, space. like Jeopardy. Like you got a phrase that was a question. Like I love figuring out the clues and shit on Jeopardy. Yeah, that's definitely. I'm a, a random fact. I'm a random fact dude anyway. Like, just, okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. Y'all, y'all definitely need them guys. Um, we go to Seal and Chris. They go to see Lou DiMaggio, and immediately we notice that the lady opens the door. She's uh, uh do I is it okay to say blind or sight impaired? I don't. Yeah, he said she had like chrome. What, what was it? Chromosome? Is it? It's a chromosome. It's a, uh, yeah. She I is with, we, she's without she, sight. She's she's visually right. impaired for sure. Visually right. impaired. Thank you. I, I'm yeah. this I am not that guy. I'm gonna hire somebody for that. <laughs> but she's visually impaired. She opens the door for them. Um and then the gentleman that looks like he's the head of the crew is visually impaired as well. And he immediately asks Chris, is he on drugs? <laughs> Chris, like, I, what? what no? What? Bro, this it's scene. Like you said, no, he go ahead. was almost coming off as guilty. 
Yeah, like he's like, what was he talking about? Like, and immediately, like you're taking the glasses off. Like it's like when somebody acknowledges you're high and you thought you were good. Like you got the drop yeah. scene, you got the smell covered, <laughs> and they catch you. You're like, whoa, whoa, what you mean? Like, <laughs> you're like, what, what are you talking about? Facts. It is. You missed something. Like, like dang, that. I thought I covered all my tracks. Uh, but Facts. what do you think about this scene? This whole transaction, these guys, and you know, the whole the whole scene with like how they dealt with somebody in the past. What do you think about that? I thought that this could have went bad. Because one, if you're looking at the picture, like they give the pictures, got Tony and John on there. I almost think that they probably would have hit the wrong person or tried to hit the wrong person had they gone all the way through with it. Because it don't. This is almost like a like Bobby's dad. Like if I'm gonna outsource something like this to happen, these ain't the nigga. Even with Junior said, yeah, I appreciate it, Junior. That's cool. Let me go get some blacks from the neighborhood. Let me do some ties like this to make it look more like a robbery. Because I just would not, like, the, the whole setup here throws me off if I'm still. Like, nah, nah y'all know what, we good. And I would go back to Tony, tell him, hey, look, man, we need to make an executive decision and source this out somewhere else. Bring some friends of ours from over, from the home country or something. But these dudes, I don't know if they'll get it right. They just don't look like it. Mm. I agree with you, bro. Because that the man on the left, like, who's left? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, exactly. Who's left? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. like, why would fuck would it be a picture with Tony? Like, no. Mm -hmm. That could go really right, you bad. You should have had a dolo joint. You yeah. Know the, cut cut the Polaroid up. Boy. Just that motherfucker. Just get this man a profile like, picture. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be nowhere in this picture. Yeah, please. Dude. Don't tag me at all. Nigga. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's just one of the creepiest scenes to me. Like it's just very creepy, yeah, very ominous. Like some, yeah. Priest comes in. Incest it's some shit going on. Yeah, it's some really weird about it. And even like Seal feels uncomfortable. They do a good job of selling it because it feels yeah. so uncomfortable. Even it's like really kind of a blue tint, which gives you that kind of cold cemetery, yeah. yep. you know, yep. horror film kind of feel. I'm like, I don't know if they were just like, oh, this would be a great idea, and it came out of it. But boy, it was creepy. Like this scene always nice. is a very creepy scene to me. Um, and they just talking about this dude like they hacked. He said, I held him down. I knocked him out with a crowbar. I, I, I held him down, sawed his head off with a hacksaw. And they was like, hey, man, you know, if you want, we could do that again. I, I don't know if we need to be, be that overstated. It's yeah. ridiculous <laughs> to think Johnny Sack could have got that treatment. Like, yo, like that was, I don't know. That was just crazy. Um, anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. Um, go to the Sacramonies house and hold on. I'm sorry. Go to Sacramonies. What, what was you gonna say? I was. I was from. The, I thought you was about to speak to the Sacramonies, but I said when you get done, explain it. Oh, just yeah. We just at the Sacramonies house. Uh, John gets the call that one of his guys have the drop on Ralph in Miami, and they say go through with it, and he'll deal with the blowback. That's that's all I was gonna say about like that scene. Again, with the background stuff, I think they do a wonderful job. Like as viewers, we haven't gotten to the scene yet. It, it kind of blows up everything, but we almost throughout this episode we feel John because, like I said earlier, she weighing the food. Now she eating fruit salad with the low fat whipped cream. It's like as a viewer, you looking at it like, okay, she is trying, man. She ain't just like a fat, lazy lady. Like she, 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 she really trying to get her shit together. So yeah. I see why John is this man. I know I've made this point before, but I just want to reiterate it there. Right. So she's like a victim right now. Yeah, yeah. She's still a victim in our eyes. Right. Okay. Anything else you want to add to that scene, Rich? 
out to the fruit salad, man. Shouts out to the fruit Low salad. Low fat whipped cream. Low fat whipped cream. Low, Low fat. fat was a wave. <laughs> fat free and low fat was definitely a wave. Uh, Carmela, she's looking through her, looking through a real estate book, going through, going to the table of contents. She goes down to the very bottom and says, "Uh, hmm, what can I come up with to go and have a reason to go see Furio?" So then we cut over to Furio. Got a nice little house, like a classic house, you know, putting the work together. But Furio's in his. Uh, I mean, just this like, I mean, I know it wasn't playing like that. I don't know if she just pulled up on him, but he's in this like, I've been working out in the yard. My hair is down. I got the Timberlands on like this, like cheap porno fit. And then Carmella, while he's in that, Carmella comes and this is by far one of the flyest outfits Carmella has ever worn on the series, bro. The red gloves, leather gloves red bag black mink with the fur on the wrist gray slacks in the red bottoms bro that's like yo carl like chill you are not even doing this for tody this is crazy right here of course not Uh, why would she yeah right (laughs) you wouldn't even notice dog she is flying in the mud i know we don't do that segment no more who's the flies of the episode but boy it's crazy because she uh excuse me not she but furio kind of reminds me of vic yeah, moment. like just that hard working, working with the hands, and there's something that she's just drawn to. Um, I don't know if you finished setting up the scene or not, but I just got something to say. Yeah, go. Like obviously she's bringing AJ because that's yeah. her way of stopping anything from happening. I think she knows that if I'm alone with him, they you know things can lead to something. Um, so AJ is the um, the buffer. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, my mom's first of all. My mom's is a saint. She wouldn't be doing no shit like this to begin with. But <laughs> my mom's would know 100% not to bring you to no shit like this because oh, I could pick that up. What? And you started out with the we was just driving in the relationship. I mean, as soon as you say we was just we was just passing by. No, you grabbed me from the house and told me we come. This was our first stop. We went just over here. Our first stop. That's crazy. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So this is the my antennas are going up immediately if I'm age like so but you want Furio, and eventually, as we get toward later on in the season, um, you know, pieces start falling into place. But at the same time, it's just there's no way you should even feel comfortable like, enough. AJ Spidey says his was kind of ringing a little bit, but he's just so goddamn. But that's dumb. that's the thing: the fact that she knew that I could still do this, and there's no repercussion. Like I'm, true, true. hey man, especially if I know, hey man. We stop off Furio, even if I drop it on some casual shit. You know, yeah, we stop off Furio's early. Just so, just so pops, just so pops can know. Like, do with that what you want. But I just want you to know, me and Miles is at Furio's house, and let her explain why we was over there. Yeah, because this is some shady shit. Like y'all look a little too comfortable for me. And you got on your Sunday best, like hell no, bro. Like he getting into it, talking about working in the old country, using his hands, working with olives and. Bro, you got the hair down, you got the sweat on the chest, and you just you just all up like all up in my like Carmella is crazy, but I'll speak more to the glances. Crazy. Yeah, the glances is ridiculous. But wait till we get to the last scene. Uh, I'm gonna bring back an infamous quote of my own, but we're not there yet. Anything else y'all wanna add to that scene? Nah. That's funny. Carmella ain't studying. Carmella in love, man. She ain't studying no damn real estate. <laughs> everybody, but everybody's done that, right? Everybody's done that. I'll find like a had, general interest some, to be able to at some point in time, whether it's 
middle school, high school, adult, like at some point somebody's found interest in somebody. And instead of being direct about it, or maybe you can't be direct about it, mm-hmm. you come up with reasons to be around that yeah. person. Oh, that's oh, big facts. Or, you know, the, the creepy, oh, I just happened to, I didn't even know you was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. Like, that's like watching somebody's, uh, I've seen people do this. Like, they'll watch somebody's Instagram story and oh, pull up to where that person is. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. And that's then, act, yeah, that's, yeah, that's some wild shit, bro. Whoa. I know some, I, yeah, that's some wild some shit. Jo- oh, just right, some and play it off on some. I didn't even know you was here. Yes, you nigga. Yes, you Do did. I bet you better hit the shot. You damn sure better. Oh, hit that you shot better. Oh, you better. Right, that exactly. is from all my you fans out there. That is definitely yeah. some Joe Goldberg mm-hmm. behavior. Straight up, bro. Hundred uh, percent. Art imitates life, my nigga. Yeah, boy, uh, <laughs> the sack. We go to the Sacramonis house. John, um, he heads out. He forgets his sweater. Got that Burberry coat clean. Boy. They do a good job. Oh, the over same there. joint. Yeah, you're right. He but job over there. Yeah. But yeah, he forgets the sweater. We get a quick little pan to Ralph in Miami. And the guy oh, calls. That's a clean, that's a, that's a clean ass crib. Man. If I had more time, I would definitely talk about my love for the Sacramony crib. But uh then we get a quick clip. Uh a, a gentleman says he's down at the pool when he's talking about Ralph in Miami. We cut back. And he goes looking for the sweater, trying to see what Jenny is. He goes downstairs, catches Jenny. She's saying she's doing the laundry. Then he does that look, <laughs> which is just a great look. And he gets mad. And he says, I thought you were the actress. And she does the, the <laughs> thing that we've seen happen before with some women that will use this. And some men will use this, too, like to try to reverse it, like Kevin Hart said, where he'd be like, oh, well, last time I came in here, you always left the fridge open, try to walk off and divert. So he's like, I thought you were gonna quit. Uh, I thought you were gonna quit smoking cigarettes. Isn't that that stops that's like you know? Uh, do you know what you've done? Like, <laughs> uh, what do y'all think about this? this? Just this interaction. Like, what's going through John's mind? Because y'all kind of revealed to me. Because I I was so confused until y'all said it. But Spike, what I start with you? What is going through his mind right here? Brilliant setup. Like just brilliant, brilliantly set up. Throughout the episode, as we've mentioned, like seeing all the things and it looked like she was trying and it, 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 John was under the impression one thing was happening. And it wasn't until this moment, like what we've been saying the whole episode of how ridiculous he he, he finally understands how ridiculous this is. The whole thing with the I realize what you what do you realize what you've done line. And it was because, again, he thought that she was fighting a good fight. He didn't realize oh, this chick, she fat. She is fat. I love her still. That's my wife. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, her. No doubt. But I, I signed up for this, so I'm I'm going to deal with it. Everybody else doesn't have to. I can't expect that same type of respect, even if I am Johnny Sack. Like, the truth is, you're married to a plus-size lady. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really... It, it, it all. It's like it all kind of just came out to him at this moment. It's like, oh, shit. I am, I'm being a dickhead, man. Mm-hmm. We've all had those moments. And I'm, like, I'm, being, I'm, I'm being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it finally hits for him. Uh, listen, man, it is hard. Johnny realized in this moment that it's hard. It's hard calling the kettle black when you're the pot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I can't. If if Ralph really got clipped over this and I realized that my wife isn't even fighting the good fight like I thought she was. I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole in this situation. It's not about. So it wasn't even. Of course, it's about the remark, but it's also because. 
Nobody likes bullies. Johnny felt like you bullying my wife, man. She's trying her best, man. I ain't got no regard for her efforts. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I ain't been out the house yeah. 10 minutes, <laughs> you and you a got a whole stash. secret stash. <laughs> and you down here getting it in. You cut and you say you know you in the wrong or I'm not saying you in the wrong, like she can't eat what she wants to eat, but the fact that you're hiding it. And Johnny, it's a beautiful moment too. Because Johnny tells, don't I, I don't I tell you, don't I look at you like that? Don't I tell you you beautiful? Don't I've there's nothing I've ever done to make you think that your weight was an issue. I love you for you. And even the fact that he like grabs her shoulder when she's crying, like you've lied to me, you fucked up, but I want you to know that you're still my girl. Now I gotta fix this other shit. Uh, I wanted you to be proud of me and all that. Like, I get it. And he's like, you know, I am proud of you. It's a mm-hmm. sweet moment, but mm-hmm. it's also that realization, like, yo, you fucked yes. me here. Mm-hmm. Because I'm yes. going to bat for your honor. Like, I, I put a nigga, I see you for you. Yeah. And and thing that she said, yeah. And the thing that she said, I want you to be proud of me. That's that's all he's been fighting on for the last two episodes, the, the pride factor. And and that, that it, was, it was it was beautifully done. Yeah, because yeah, if you didn't, if yeah, if you didn't want to listen if you ain't got to put on this acting shit for me like so now you and think about everything we've seen this episode like you're really out here fronting weighing the food making the fruit salad and it don't matter like that's the i think that's what drove him up the wall like bro like you could have you could have easily had your twix and your nutty buddies and all that shit and i'd have been cool with it mm-hmm. yeah he, he you know he said don't look at you like the other you know other mob wives she was like, yeah, he said, I told you that Atkins crap. And he's like, you know, I love you. And they have a beautiful, sweet moment, which is a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's so ridiculous that like, bro, you were really you really didn't get it. Like, this is the moment where you realize. Oh, that was different. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's just stupid. Like, we realize it's like. When everybody in the room tells you you're bugging, but you're dying on the hill of, I'm no, y'all bugging. I'm telling you, when it comes out, this is going to be the truth. And then you realize, (laughs) oh, dang, everybody was right. I didn't see that. You know what I mean? So it's it's just a crazy thing, but a great moment. Imagine that. uh, Yeah. Imagine that getting out. Like, damn, man, Johnny, is she, oh, bro, you put her for that and she over here doing this? Yeah. Move through these scenes fairly quickly. Uh, Ralph. Oh my gosh! I will react after. Ralph is on uh, in front of the pool. He gets up and puts his robe on. <sighs> this man's choice of a bikini is crazy. Uh, we'll get back to that. Furio's having a housewarming party, um, and you know, Carmela's in his bedroom with Gab. Listen, is that am I the only one that's uh, the bedrooms are normally off limit? I wouldn't just be casually. Yeah. Unless somebody's t- showing me the whole crib and guiding me through their house, I'm not just walking in somebody's bedroom. Walking in the bedroom is crazy. Yeah, <sighs> I'm going to react a little bit in the moment. <laughs> but Furio has his housewoman party. Uh, okay, we'll deal with that. Uh, yeah, the bedroom is crazy. Uh, they, I never noticed this, but Furio tries to get Gab to dance, Silvio's wife. And she's like there, but then she's like, nah, I'm good. And she gets out of there pretty quickly. Um, then, you know, of course, you bring Meadow along and um, Carmela and bro. The drip is happening. Maybe that's a guest bedroom. With his picture and his sister's picture now? Oh, yeah. Either was, way. 
Yeah, okay, who's there? Oh, no, the, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's an effect, bro. Like, th- this is all a turn on for her. Like, just seeing this, oh, he's about family. Oh, this is his bedroom. Oh, yeah, I'm using this for tonight. I got I got plans for myself tonight. That That's that's exactly what this is. And now we're dancing. He's touching my hands. He's putting my hands on his chest. Like, all of this is like these little subtle cues of I'm turned on. Like, it's all in there. Like, you, you got this work husband playoff in front of your real husband <laughs> it's crazy Thanks. like flirty with the work husband in front of your real husband is crazy this is how all right Tony is <laughs> he's ridiculous give two shits yeah nah. calm go ahead and dance yeah go ahead man mm-hmm. all right um we can keep i mean y'all remember y'all remember wrestling back in the day um like the night late 90s early 2000s wrestling man when the rock was you know the 500 shirt rock Mm-hmm. Not yeah. the not the cutoff shirt rock with the bald head. I'm talking about the, no, the hair, Versace, Miami yeah. glasses, five hundred dollars yeah, yeah. shirt. Furio got on one of them rock. Five. Yeah, I used to. I probably seen the rock in one of them shirts in 2000, 2001. <laughs> you right about only that. Only certain people, only certain people only. can pull shit like that off. Yeah, facts. Yeah. <laughs> you throw one of them on thing. I'm gonna do something different tonight. And before you get out the house, yeah, I might want to change. Yeah, because yeah. I would look like a, I would look like a straight ass if I walked yeah, out the like, crib in that. Who do I think Everybody I am? Everybody's like, what the fuck is this <laughs> Like, who do I think I am? The minute you walk past oh, the mirror shit. looking at yourself. Yeah, um, what y'all think of... Never mind. I ain't gonna even ask that. We're gonna keep it moving. Uh, Melfi and Elliot. <laughs> Melfi and Elliot. Yada, yada, yada. They talk about the kids. And he just talk about don't victimize yourself for, you know, the things that happened to her on Employee of the Month, so to speak. Just... That ties back into that, but it just it it wasn't it wasn't really a payoff. Um, so I mean, we can just keep moving there. Uh, I do like the I, I, the one thing I will say just before the next thing. I do like how he set that up for, um, because that was a realization that he had in real time. Like you know, parking garages aren't scary places. Like look at this from this perspective. Like there's no reason for you to feel like you should blame yourself because why would you think that a parking garage is somewhere dangerous? Like this shit just happened to happen. Like, don't mm-hmm. hold yourself to that. I like how he flipped it um, and kind of used his own experience, similar to what we do mm-hmm. um, on this on these podcasts. Like, use his own experience to tie it to real life. Like, yo, you give yourself some grace. You're too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of putting a bow on that. Even a season later, um, and I love the fact that they don't take a. And when I say they, I mean Sopranos doesn't take something like that that's so real and dramatic, and people. Who go through that? That's not something that you get over. It's not. It's not fantasy for them. It's not an episode. It's not a series. Mm-hmm. But we just forget about it. They're still talking about it because that's a real traumatic event. Mm-hmm. That's in real life. Melfi would still be working through. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So here we are, a whole season later. Like literally, episode of the month was what? Episode four of season three? Episode five? Mm-hmm. So literally, mm-hmm. like a season's worth later, and we still talking about it and kind of putting a bow on it. That's mm-hmm. that's just thoughtful thinking and thoughtful writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be in the same like, year too because we know that four takes place after the summer of three so it possibly yeah, yeah. so it makes sense that she's still like that's yeah. something i don't like when shows do big things and just never address it never address it again like yeah. it never yeah. happened like nah there's no way she's over this continuity uh i did want to i didn't i didn't get to say but uh johnny sack calls off the hit on ralph uh with that gentleman that's in the elevator i wish i would have seen him more something about him that is appealing that i think could have been a dope little like he's that you know he's our hitman from the outside or whatever but anyway um fuck's your problem right exactly <laughs> i won't have i'm like there like right there like you know 
Ralph Johnny that close. Yeah, like bro, easy. He's still ain't like I, I really want to do it though. <laughs> like, ain't I don't that crazy? Know. Ain't that crazy? Knowing it, like not knowing that you that close to being up out that of here. Close to me, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a lot of people's lives for real. Um, Johnny Sack comes to Tony and he says he'll accept. Um, he'll accept Ralph's apology and, and he said no more. He basically no more fat jokes. Oh, I agree. Um, <laughs> Tony, funny, bro. And he gonna have another one after that. Uh, then we get to the last scene of the episode, Tony and Carmella. He brings her this black dress and some flowers. I think he said he talked to her cousin, Brian. Is that, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he understood that he was in a doghouse. He was out of, he, he pulled out the dra- dress. It's from Saks Fifth. You know, he trying to, you know, again, he proves everything she said in the argument. No, you, you, you equate love with money, which is this very scene. She gets dressed up. Uh, looks in the mirror, this whole setup, and and even like he does this flattering thing where he she said, "What size is it? Is it? It's a small. It may or may not have been a small, but I want to let you know, you're small in my eyes, and that's what means something to her versus you think Johnny Sack, the opposite of you know. So it's just like it's small, but the whole setup of letting her put the dress on just so you can undress her. I don't know how much more player and romantic you can get than doing something like that right there. Which you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my last little comment that I want to add to this scene, but I throw the ball in your court. What did y'all think about this last scene with Carmela and Tony in the black dress? Mm. Really, uh, outside of just you know, it's just another opportunity for Tony to get out of the doghouse. Okay. Yeah. Um, like you said, equating love with money, just another way instead of what Carmella really wants is a sit down conversation just kind of really to talk through their feelings and their problems but Tony's like all right I bought the dress mm-hmm. um and I'm sure that's brought been brought up in in arguments every time he messes up he buys something they smooth for a while something else happens and he brings up what he bought her mm-hmm. previously as mm-hmm. like that's enough like I don't understand we see it um like I said we'll get there later on but we see it in white caps you know that's just a bigger version of the emerald ring. I, I'm used to these. I'm used to these gifts, bro. These aren't real anymore to me. Like you're hurting me. Like let's have some real conversation and some real get back. So, and obviously, we know that Tony ain't the one that she wishes was putting that dress on her, or taking it off of her. <laughs> Put on so that's another dress. Yeah, that's the other element of it too, man. Just that music going. They did a great job of tying this in. Um, you know. Yeah, and I, know, I, I, I know, like, I know, Kells is canceled, but you could put the one a woman's fed up over the backdrop on this, and at that at that closing scene <laughs> with Carmella looking up, like that's that's perfect. I tell you what, I think a little bit of it too was uh, he seen what John was willing to do for his wife. I won't even sit down and have a conversation mm. about money mm. with my wife, but this man was ready to kill for a joke. And I think that I think knowing Tony's character too, like that, that kind of registered with him as well. Like maybe I need to step it up a little bit. But again, to your point, Mo, he thinks that stepping it up a little bit is buying a dress, bringing some flowers, and then he'll eventually go back to himself. But I do think a little bit of him was like, damn, Johnny Sykes took this shit to the wall about his wife. And I won't even fucking have a conversation about finances. So mm-hmm. what a pool. I did not get that's that, a great man. pool. I think you're on it because it's like I knew he was not, he was never going to let, he was never going to accept an apology from Ralph. Yeah. So the fact that he, 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 he took that level of, you know, to that, I at least need to be open. Like you say, I, 
Facts. Crazy. I mean, but even like how they had the music that Furio and Carmelo was dancing to, and then like mm-hmm. the flip of it, I think at the time probably was some genius stuff. We think I'm thinking it's the score. No, it's actually being played Play by Meadows. That's nuts. Like that flip right there was just a, one of the craziest little like cues, like breaking the fourth wall, so to speak. And then, you know, obviously we know she's thinking about Furio, but uh, just another great romance scene between them. I think this one might have topped the uh, fur coat bedroom scene. I think this might have slightly got it. I think this was a different nah. kind of. Nah. Nah. No, nah, because okay. she's thinking about Furio. Like, that's why. Like, that's, I mean, I'm that, saying that the scene, why. not for like what it means, but I mean, she, she might have been, but you know, I mean, she's about to rock Tony socks. Like, she thinks nah, it's Furio. Nah, yeah, she, yeah, she about to rock <laughs> Furio socks and then Tony's form. That's cool. <laughs> he said, that's cool. I, I don't yeah, want to know. Yeah, All right, y'all. Y'all have been with us long enough, man. We truly, truly adore y'all. We truly appreciate y'all patience. So, before we get out of here, we like to leave y'all with some rankings. Again, Happy New Year for those that are tuning in at this very moment. But, Spike Lou, how do you rank this episode, man? This is a made episode for me. Wow. When I'm thinking about The Sopranos, this is definitely one of the episodes that I think about just uh, as far as how stuff snowballs in that world, things that can happen, almost happen. This is definitely a made episode for me. Hmm. Rich, what say you? 100% made episode, man. Some of the episodes just live in it. Whether you've seen The Sopranos or not, there's certain episodes you hear about prior, certain scenes and certain moments, pine bearings. Um, and I say the weight is one of those as well. Like even when you look at, with us doing this podcast, you look at the episode lineup, it's almost like looking at a schedule, like if you're an athlete. Like that's a dub. That's a, mm-hmm. We should be able to take care of that. Yep. yep. I look at the episodes and I'm like, oh, I can't wait game. to get to this one. Yeah. Can't wait to get to this one. That's going to be a big one. Um, and this was one of those ones. This might be the first big one of, no pun intended, of season four. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And it just rolls from here. Like when you look at like, hi, oh my, everybody hurts. Watch it. Like those are the next two episodes after this. Like we, I mean, those, we just got bangers coming. I mean, Bro. it kind of led to that. And it's a classic, classic because it's, how do monsters take care of petty stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you handle something like this? And just the, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, not only that, but honestly, they really did, and I want to say this: they did a great job of being mindful of putting the med or putting the candy in the medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, really saying a bigger message about how society looks at things, such as weight, and such as um, what the norms are supposed to be, what you're supposed to look like. You can only love your wife if she looks like this. They did a great job of flipping that on his head, looking at the double standards. Um, and I'll, you know, obviously, man, women, do y'all thing, man. If y'all, whatever thing, y'all want to do, do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely made by far. Uh, I can't wait to, this season should be one of the most interesting, and I want y'all to keep track, and I'll bring back the rankings like I do at the end of each season, but I want y'all to keep track because this is going to be an interesting conversation of what's the best episode of this season. I feel like Pine Barrens drive season three because of everything around it so that was kind of an easy one i didn't choose that but y'all two did i think this season is going to be at least three of these joints it's like hmm because i already know which one i think is going to be the best one but this was up there so definitely by far a made episode so you know real quick before we we get out i know we got a couple more things to talk y'all know and mo i know you're familiar with this spike i don't know how how familiar you are you are um culture garden we did the best episode ever series 
you know we got to do that with Sopranos once we finish this, right? Because it, it's a different true. format. Spike, I don't know if you know what we did. What we did was we just individually, so we did Martin. Mm, and we did each season. So it's not like a long form breakdown. What we did was we just wrote down our top three episodes. We did honorable mention of what our top three episodes were for each season. And yeah, we did we it week by week. So season one, season two, and then, so each three of us would take like an episode into the finale. Like, so this is advancing to the finale. We had this pool of episodes and we all kind of pick out like which one is the best, what's the best episode of Sopranos ever? And it's, like, the conversation goes by that. And I think that's another way, like, another content that we got for y'all. Once we finish doing a long form version, all right, let's actually see what the best episode is. Okay. And let's concentrate on that versus talking about these episodes episodically. Um, so yeah. that's something I think that's going to be fun when we get everything finished. And to your point, Mo, bangers in this season. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so we're looking at, with doing that, we're looking at about seven weeks. That's that's another, you know, because we got six seasons, and then that seventh will be us taking the best of, because each episode will be, what's the best episode of season one? What's yeah. the best? And, and I don't know, maybe we may group them together. If the season's like one and two, we might put it together. I don't know. We'll figure that out when we get there. But I will say, which I did with the Martin, the way y'all concluded it, what the mm -hmm. overall theme of it is, and which of the two that y'all came up with, was like the love story aspect of it i thought it was a mm -hmm. great foundation to say this is how we chose this is the best episode so and it helps you and the, and the cool thing like i said not to be too long winded the cool thing about it was you figuring it out in real time the yep. same way we talk here and you you guys might bring up something that i never thought of or i never looked at it from that perspective like i go into it with a clear mind like yep. martin we said it every week if you would have told me just off paper off memory what your favorite episodes would be it's one list and then when you actually sit down and look at them mm -hmm. like, oh damn i expected this episode to be up there i expected yeah. this this didn't even make my top three mm -hmm. and you look at the beauty of these episodes and what they meant to the series so it's a whole different lens so i'm, I'm looking forward to that but we got a lot more episodes of sopranos to go absolutely um, uh spike glue who gets the good earner chain this episode oh carmine easy mm. call carmine was in his bag he got he came and hit 30 off the bench great one-liners it, it was great it was great not bad for me Man, okay what about you rich it, it, the answer is carmine um for the sake of for the sake of um being a little bit different i want to give junior some flowers um, because junior's just kind of forgotten about a little bit and here you are sitting on all this knowledge all you need is somebody to ask some questions ask another mm -hmm. question spike like you said um, junior was in his bag this episode I gotta go, Ralph Cifaretto, man. Nothing is gonna save from being popped. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Nothing's gonna happen to me. Money talks, bro. Like I, it don't matter what it is. I didn't even know. Oh, there was somebody's going. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just one of those. Oh, something's gonna happen. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I was. I was making money with three hands. I didn't know. So I definitely gotta get Ralph. <laughs> Ralph got everything off. He disobeyed Tony in front of him. Went back to Miami. Still, you know, all that, whatever. But he got off. Uh, who gets the Broken Balls Awards? Like. Broken Balls Award, Jenny sat, man. Jenny, the butt of the jokes. Then we see she was had her secret stash there that made her husband go do all of this and, and get out of character. So I got to go with Jenny Sack. It's a good call. What about you, Rich? Going with her spouse, Johnny Sack. <laughs> I, I caused this big uproar, um, and it really was about nothing at the end of the day. Like, I got to come in here, hat in hand, tell Tony that I'm ready to accept the apology. Um, over something that I literally was about to go to war over. I mean, all of a sudden flipped the scripts. Uh, and the fact that I have to humble myself 
start doing business with Ralph again and all that, man, that's just a terrible feeling, especially the damage that I caused. You know, I put a kid, you know, he got permanent nerve damage, like all that shit. Yeah. And my wife lied to me, man. Damn, you didn't have to do all that. Right. John, yeah, Johnny Sack, definitely. Like, Johnny Sack just, he kept taking L's this whole episode, and nobody was riding for Nobody. Like, <laughs> so it, 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 yeah, so I definitely. That's how it is when it's about your woman, though. No, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, because it's not a per it's it's a business yeah. matter for people, not a personal. So definitely nice. Johnny Sack. I normally try to go different, but this was just one of the ones, bro. You kept getting a little homie. Um women, but, women and kids, man. Like yeah. don't, don't ever assume how somebody gonna respond when you talk about their woman or their kids, bro. They, they liable to take it all the way there. Take it there. Lastly, Spike Lou, what was your favorite moment of this episode? <laughs> Ralph wants to fuck Jay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants to fuck her. He wants to fuck her. The chat from uh, that whole yeah. The the when he first brings the problem when Johnny first brings the problem to uh, Carmine. Mm, that's a good one. What about you, Rich? Um, the conversation, the telephone game when Tony's trying to coach Ralph to that thing. I just love that we're gathering information. Let's figure out what Johnny really knows. Cause as we mentioned earlier, Tony doesn't even know, damn, does he know I was there? Let's see what Johnny really knows, how much validity is here. Let's see if we can pick up on who might've told him based off the information he gives us. Um, I got a game plan in line. Let me like stick to it and we're gonna get through this. And Ralph just, you know, Willie beaming it, mm. waving off the play and doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. um, and Tony's frustration with it, just the expression acting everything it's just i told you no apologies like all of that was incredible all of that was incredible uh but man it's hard not them, them two car mommies both of them sitting there not the not the one where he left but the one where johnny came to him like spike said and the one where they mm -hmm. uh when junior was on the line too those are those are strong contenders well i'm glad you said that because that is my mind the audio zoom call <laughs> meeting with junior johnny yeah. sack and all of them like Carmine pretty much just like hey bro all right man knock it off like this, this it. Like it's about the money. Yeah, it's about the money again. Like so, either take a, the money or get over it, bro. Name like, a price or get the fuck over, it. bro. It's that fuck that he that he. Yeah, and it's just like he that. just stares. Like that's the thing, Carmine does. He just stares. All like, he was missing. All he was missing was a bitch nigga at the end of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Y'all know it wouldn't be us if we'd get y'all that those those nuances of our blackness. But nonetheless, man, we truly thank y'all for tuning in. I know y'all had to. Uh, miss out on last week but we are back again in this thing for the new year so i hope y'all had a great new year's i hope that y'all enjoying this show we got plenty of other shows if y'all interested y'all can look at our description We're on youtube as well as apple spotify podbean all of the places you can find us we're there we're, we're, we also have an instagram uh good earner pod underscore sopranos if y'all want to dm us if you just want to get your meme fix and laugh at some stuff go check that out as well uh, y'all can email us goodearnerpod at gmail.com if y'all just want to show some love or send some thoughts whatever it may be man we appreciate all of the subscriptions all of the likes all of the comments all of that we appreciate y'all thank y'all for tuning in and remember don't forget about it